You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. As we do every show. And on a football Friday. Big sales. How are you not happy to be an American? Enjoying the only show. In the Philadelphia sports area and around the world. That's truth, justice in the big sales way. No other place like it. And we invite you aboard with us. Thank you so much, guys, for coming aboard. Each and every single one of you could choose another platform or go somewhere else, but you choose to come here. Many of you, like the legendary LJ, who's concerned with programming and tweets and content. I mean, I swear to you, this guy's like a like a Rune Arledge. I mean. I've never seen a guy in a chat box more concerned with programming than LJ. I got to give it to you, guy. And we appreciate you being here. That's my boy. How you doing? It's all good. Again, man, we appreciate everybody coming aboard. And I'm going to start the program off, as I always do, with a welcome in to the NovaCare Center and all of my great friends over at the Eagles. <laughs> oh, by the way, they might hurt all my hair. It's going to hurt a little, too. Just a little bit. Not this much. Because I'm going to help that guy who can't draft college kids out today. You know, he's not very good at it. You see... Xander has to like this. Oh, you want to pick Georgia guys versus Alabama guys? Well, the Alabama guy you picked, there's two of them, Dickerson and Smith. How did Georgia guys doing? Well, you got a fat body on the team. Carter's going to be great. Uh, What's the Nolan Smith? You could call Nolan Smith Casper the ghost. Do you see him? No, you don't. <laughs> I mean, how them Georgia guys doing? Oh, you bet. Oh, it's not just Howie watching, flexing. 
Ah, you know, I, you know, I, I'm, not, you know, the Krauses always say, Sills don't punch down. Yeah, you know, I welcome all the PR department and everybody over at the Philadelphia Eagles in. Take a chair, sit down, enjoy yourself, have yourself a cold one. We're going to be here for the next four hours. Could be a little painful. I don't want to give anybody any agita. And for you white folks out there, an Italian that's heartburn, <laughs> just, just keep it score. want to make sure you know what agita is. Okay? Your little Briorski help you out. You know, the blue container, all that. Let's start the program out here. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles cannot start the 2024 season with Nick Sirianni as their head football coach. I'm going to make that very clear here from now on moving forward. And if you start the season with that dude as your head football coach, Kellen Moore's, Vic Fangio's, draft choices, it won't matter. Okay? It's like picking a bad president or a feeble-minded one or like a guy who belongs on the TV show Weekend at Bernie's. It's funny, every time I see Joe Biden, I think of the movie Weekend at Bernie's. I don't know why. Just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> Just reminds me of a Weekend at Bernie's. The first one, not the second one. I'm like, you know, I just, yeah. <laughs> I, you cannot start the 2024 season out with that guy as your head football coach. Okay? It's, it's a bad CEO. This is a bad CEO. You don't need a cheerleader as your head football coach. Um, you, you also now have people talking about Hertz's leadership. Jesus, criminy. Talk about a week of hell for the Eagles and everyone associated with the organization. Coaches, owner, PR department, players, everything. And I'm going to put something out here in a second. Mm. Listen, What's that dude's name that's on earlier on our network? Bill Calarulo. I like him. Tweeted out something about, like, um, narratives. This is what I do. I'm not a reporter. Reporting is for losers. D-gun, excluded. Ones who do it right. I'm not here to give you fair and balanced. I'm here to give you the big sills way. Fair and balanced? You better go find yourself one of those. As Dan Patrick says, small journalism shows. Because journalism on those shows is written in little letters. Okay, written in little letters. Sports entertainment today is written in big letters. Not fair and balanced. Anytime I hear a fair and balanced show, I turn it off. Fair and balanced? <laughs> what do you think? This is a democracy here on the Big Sill Show? 
The only people that try to give it some balance are you. And that's why you fight me or better yet, debate me. Remember, at the end of the day, it's sports though. We're not talking about social security checks here. And some of you still get bent out of shape. Some of you get more bent out of shape because of civic pride in your Eagle team. So I threw this out. And I guess a narrative that is not real. Duh. How many people believe that A.J. Brown will ask for a trade by the start of the season? That guy's got a big pie hole. Getting tired of his mouth. Look at the production that he has. Yeah, what'd it get you? Quarterback who walked backwards and didn't do shit with it. You've had two years in a row with 2,000-yard wide receivers. How many Super Bowls do you have? Nothing. It's been one of the biggest letdowns in the history of Philadelphia Eagle football with all the money you spent on offense, and you've received a silver medal. Congratulations to you. Look how much money you spent in two years. What's it gotten you? Career receivers, best receiving duo in Eagle history. What's it landed you? Nothing. But consolation prizes. Nothing. Zero. People win Super Bowls with Juju Smith-Schuster. You overpay A.J. Brown. You guys will tell me, look at the production. Well, fuck. You paid him 40 million bucks the last two years. You better have production, kid. Let me tell you something else here. Let me show you something here about him. I wrote this down. Let's ask the question about your boy, A.J. Brown. By the way, I have, there's nobody safe on that football team that I wouldn't deal except possibly the quarterback. Okay? Let me ask you this. You think A.J. Brown last year helped your football team? Yes or no? Six-game stretch, he had 125 or more receiving yards. Last nine games? Didn't have one game like that. Had a couple decent ones. But for the record, he sucked the last nine. You're going to pay a guy $25 million? Where was he? You're going to make him one of the highest paid wide receivers. Where was he in the last 10, nine games? Where was he? Where was A.J. Brown? Was it the coach, the scheme, the shitty quarterback play? What was it? Was it Carson Hurts? Or what was it? Who was it? What happened? What happened to what happened to your boy AJ Brown the last 10 games of the season? Can you tell me? Where'd he go? What happened to him? You know what's crazy too? Let me put this out there to you guys. You guys keep talking to me about Jalen Hurts 2022. It's 2024, friends. Hey, I'd like to tell you about how good I looked body-wise in 1987, too. You should have seen me, Xander. Man, Big Sills had a physique. I had 11% body fat, 550 bencher. Holy cow, ran 4.8s, 
293. Damn. You should have seen me. I was really great. This is what you guys talk about here. You're talking about a guy in 2022. That's right. Now, you're Mr. Beer Bell. Absolutely. Hey, can't jump over a stack of quarters. Have the athleticism of an ant. You know that Jalen Hurts was great in 2022. (laughs) Was it coaching or players? Why the Eagles suck? Both. It's both. You're in it together. You're in it together. There's good old senor. So let's do this, senor. Flip-flop silio. I do wear flip-flops. But here's your boy, here's your boy, senor. He wants me to sit here in 2024 and go, hey, Hertz has been playing great. Because you know, remember, in 22, he was great. Most of you flip-flopped on Carson Wentz. He was great, then he sucked. That's not a flip-flop. That's actual facts. That's not a flip-flop. Dude, I'm not a fortune teller. One more time. I am not a fortune teller. Hello? This is the Big Sill Show. Not some dude that sits down on Broad Street with one of those fortune teller signs out. It comes in and says, hey, come in here. I'll read your horoscope. It'll tell you your future. I don't know. You make your own future, kid. Go make your own future. You suck. You're great. You're not. Goodbye. Eagles flip-flopped on Wentz, too. Cut them. Eagles flip-flopped on Doug Peterson. Cut them. Did, did they not? Did they not? Flip-flop on Doug. Did your own organization flip-flop on the only coach that delivered a Super Bowl to you? Yes. Say it with me, you pancake-eating piece of... Say it with me. <laughs> oh, flexing. Don't, 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 don't start... Don't start going there because you know what will happen. People don't like to be called out on their own bullshit. No, no, no. Look at at my boy, Senor, changing the goalpost. I asked you, did the Eagles flip-flop on Doug? That'd be a yes. Where, what, let's go back to your boy. Why does this have to be about me? (laughs) Xander says it's because of the way I talk. I'm starting to believe that more and more. Get little calls from the principal every day. I'm getting fucking sick of it. Okay? I'm getting sick of it. And don't rile me up more. Because if you do, I'm going to go knee deep into some ass. Don't rattle the bear. I'm telling you. You don't know what you're in for. You just don't. You have no idea what I'm capable of. I make 
I make people a little nervous. That's why you see all those people on the radio stations in Philly. You know who they are? Cheerleaders. They talk like this on the radio. Because they have to. They say this. to help you where was your boy aj brown the last nine games of the season you still want to pay that guy that money killer moore's gonna fix jalen really <laughs> vic's gonna bring every here okay. you think those two hires are gonna fix your problems when your problems are upstairs with your GM and your owner. Let me say this to you, and I want to be fair to them. Since Jeffrey Lurie's owned that team, he's going on his 31st year. He's been a damn good owner. He has. They've done a lot of winning in the NFC East. There is no question. And I want to be fair. How he puts a deal together, like no general manager in the National Football League. But you know what the problem is? They can't get out of their own way to close the deal. It's like putting a great contract together and putting things together and putting a great team together, but there's always something at the end of the day that precludes them from winning a Super Bowl. That's why I say this, and I'll continue to say this until proven otherwise. In 2017, 90% Doug Peterson, 10% Howie. But how he wants to take victory laps. And when shit goes sideways, it's everyone else's fault but his. The general manager doesn't have self-evaluation. You know, ever since he was kicked into the broom closet, I think he's actually worse with power hungry and how he wants to make sure that he puts people in position, never, ever, to challenge his authority again. Am I wrong? How you guys fought with me trying to tell me you thought Nick picked his coaches. Like I told you how he did it. Be like Xander giving me, he goes, Hey, Sills, I want you to pick your producer. Here's a list of 20 guys. <laughs> well, these aren't my 20. No, I want you to pick a guy off this list. You see, it's. It's bullshitting. Nick picks his coaches off the list that they gave him. You set the deck. It's not really picking your coaches. You're picking coaches from a group of people they vetted and were happy with. Who do you really think interviewed Cliff Kingsbury? Nick Sirianni, who they just basically fired but left him in the building. Really? So, Cliff, how do you think that that interview went with Nick Sirianni and Cliff Kingsbury? First, there was a Zoom, then they had an in-person visit. So, Cliff, hey, how you doing, lame duck? That's his new name. Sirianni's new name is lame duck. No, and I'm talking about a good meal. I'm talking about your coach in Philly. His new name is lame duck. 
Okay. Plain duck. <laughs> oh man. You guys are this you guys were this close. And you can't get out of your way. I've never seen more drama in my life outside of the Cowboys. Shit, if you guys just change helmets, you're the Cowboys right now. Cowboys have less drama. So is Brown's mouth finally starting to outweigh his production? No. But what's the point of having a wide receiver in the building at that price if the rest of your football team and the rest of your roster sucks? Nate, like I've told you, you don't win Super Bowls with big-time paid wide receivers. You think Tyree Kill's getting to a Super Bowl anytime soon? Let me name you the top wideouts right now when making the money. You think A.J. Brown's going to win a Super Bowl in the next three years? No. Uh, how about Devontae Adams? No. Raiders. How about Cooper Cup? No. How about Tyree Kill? No. Mike Evans may take a pay cut and go to KC. So all the highest paid wideouts that I just, you think Odell Beckham at $15 million is going to make? He ain't even going to be on the team, so I'm not going there. Name me a high, you think Justin Jefferson, when he gets his $30 million deal in Minnesota, is going to win a Super Bowl in Minnesota? No. What's the point of paying him? What is the point of paying him? Tell me the point of paying them when your safety's linebackers, your depth on your football team blows. What's the point? You have an unbalanced roster and salary cap. All your money's on offense. All your talent is on offense. You have an unbalanced team, but you insist on telling me AJ's important when the rest of your team has deficiencies all over it. What's the point? The reason the Niners get away with it, quarterback makes less than 900 grand. What's the point? Hey, Sills, I think Jeffrey found out and told Nick these coaches here, let them do their job. You get in their way, you're done. Maybe not that direct, but probably. That's why That's why all the power was yanked from him. Could be. You guys are t- sitting there telling me. And, and by the way, if you're A.J. Brown, you want to be traded to Buffalo where there's an actual quarterback there. Or you want to go somewhere where somebody can win from the pocket. Not these whatever you know, dual threat. You're not going to win a Super Bowl with a dual threat quarterback. You're not. That guy's a unicorn at Buffalo. He's going to throw for 4,500 yards and rush you 15. Your boy's never going to throw for four grand. Just not. Brown to the Chargers? You know what? I love that. Hey, tell you what you can do for me. You send me Joey Boza and Derwin James? I'll send you A.J. Brown. I have no problem with that. I fix a lot of problems with that. 
You want AJ? He's young. I'll take Derwin James, and I'll take um, Joey Boza. Put him on. He he fills the need because Graham's out. Put him on the other side of Sweat. He's up in a contract. Sure, I'm in. What's wrong with that? Hey, get this. I'm not trading AJ for Derwin James and Joey Boza. Really? You wouldn't do that. You're dumb. You're dumb. And then you can give your guy his extension and pay him the 20 million Devontae, draft a kid in the draft. What the hell are you paying your quarterback 50 million bucks for then? Do you not believe in him? Wrong Boza. Nick hates Nick hates Philly. Nick. Okay. Josh Allen has one playoff win. Dude. Don't ever confuse yourself to try to sit here and think that Carson Hurts is better than Josh Allen. Nobody on the planet thinks that except the imbeciles in Philly. Nobody thinks that but the imbeciles in Philly. Nobody. I understand what you're saying, Sills, but Hertz has proven once he has a down year, he works to get better. How can you say that when he's only been in a starting position three years? His first year as a rookie, he was average. His second year, he was great. His third year, he was below average. You know what I got people actually saying? Hertz was pretty good last year outside the turnovers. What the hell are you talking about? Turnovers are what win games on both sides of the ball. You had three with your pathetic corner play, and you had 18 with your quarterback play. Gee, do you think that played into anything on a shitty ending to your season? Probably not. But let's tell 90% of the story. Oh, I'll forget that shit. I love people that dissect the narrative. You know, they say I create a narrative. Most people in Philly, they dissect the narrative for them. Don't tell full truth. Tell the full truth. You asked him to throw the ball more, he struggled. He struggled just by where he threw the ball. You had Christian McCaffrey sitting on the couch eating Fritos in the Manning telecast. Oh, they're going to run this play. They're going to run the counter trade. Oh, they're gonna, I'm going like, Jesus, does he have the playbook in his hand? Even the offensive guys in San Francisco knew what you were doing. Then they blew your doors off. Man, that was an ass beating. I mean, that was rough. Woo. Man, couldn't sit down for a week after that one, I bet. Damn. Woo. It had to hurt. Had to hurt. Nobody wants to play for a garbage team. The Eagles aren't garbage, Hollywood. They just got too many people in positions that have too broad a job description. Howie Roseman is not a talent evaluator for college scouting. He's absolutely not. He's not very good at it. Pro personnel, I'm all right with them there. 
I'm okay with him there. I am. He fight. Hey, dude, he made the trade for Darius Slay. Slay's been a great eagle. He found Gardner Johnson at the bottom of the roster with the uh, Saints. That's a good move. The problem that he had last year, he tried to do the Band-Aid work that he did the year previous when he got Sue and Joseph. He thought he could do that at the linebacker position this year, and he failed. And see, that's that shit's hit or miss when you do that. Okay? That's hit or miss. Okay? I'd be the worst GM in history because I suggested you send A.J. Brown to the Chargers for Joey Boza and Derwin James, two pro bowlers, for one. Okay? Well, how about this then? Your general manager drafted a fat body, then he turned around and drafted a nobody with Dean and Smith. That's a third and a one. Hey, he's hitting on all cylinders. <laughs> Who's Nolan Smith? I can't tell. Well, wait, that, it was a rookie year. Well, Jesus, I didn't see, like, anything. I mean, did he play? Did he get off the bus? Or is he on the Big Seals milk carton? 1-800-HAVE-YOU-SEEN-THIS-GUY. Seals, what GM would you draft for? Would you hire for drafting? John Dorsey. If you could tolerate him being an asshole around you, <laughs> which I would, I'd hire him. Every place he's been, he's brought talent into the building. Every place he's been, he's brought exceptional talent. And He's the single most responsible guy for bringing Patrick Mahomes to Kansas City, along with Travis Kelsey, along with Tyreek Kill, along with the Honey Badger, along with Chris Jones. He brought all those guys in. He drafted Miles Garrett. He drafted the old line in Cleveland. I mean, these guys are going to the Hall of Fame. Literally, guys, we could trade AJ for Mahomes. AJ for what? Literally, guys, we could trade AJ for Mahomes if we wanted the dead. You're not AJ Brown for Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, that's fantasy land, guy. NFL said the unprecedented $30 million increase per cap in the year's salary cap is the result of full repayment of all amounts advanced to the club's during COVID. Interesting. That's why that number went up, brother. I didn't realize that. That's right, because usually the cap only goes up 18%. It went from 224 to 242.1. And I was like, holy shit. That's a huge increase. And I didn't think, I was like, wow. It's the first time I'd ever seen that number go up that high. Okay. That's the number. I, I've never seen that. A.J. Brown. Personally, quite frankly, A.J. Brown, 
you spend $40 million on a court, you're going to spend $60 million on a wide receiver because your general manager failed in Jalen Rager. That's the price tag for Rager, the pick and 60 million bucks. How do you justify that? And no titles. How do you justify it? How do you justify 20 plus million a year with 1,300 yards? Do you know what 1,300 yards is? 1,400 yards. What did he have? What, 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 how many yards did he have last year? It was a career year for him, right? How, 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 many, how many yards did he have? 1,500? All right. Let's take a look at that. Was it 15? So you're paying $25 million for a guy to get you 88 yards a game. Is that right? Is that it? That, and I gave him, Jason, I gave him 1500 So you're, you're, you're paying $60 million bucks for a guy to get you 88 yards a game. Is that right? Right? 1,500 yards? $25 million for 88 yards a game. Sills, they said the cap's 255. I thought the cap was 242.1. A.J. Brown's a bargain? How's A.J. Brown a bargain? Where was he in the last nine games of the season? Hey, Philly fan. He had a great stretch of six games. Where was he the last nine games? You can't have one of the highest paid guys in the league at his position not show up for you. I mean, you can't. 88 yards a game. You're paying $25 million to. Okay. Still producing. So you don't think spending that kind of money hurts your football team when your general manager blows a pick like the Rager pick and doesn't get the three years equity of rookie contract. You guys have no idea what you are talking about. You lost the pick and the money and the latitude and the salary cap leverage of $60 million. The Rager pick wasn't just missing the one. It's missing almost $100 million. Because you went and got AJ. And if you don't win a Super Bowl, hey, how about this? Let's do this. What's he got, another year on a deal, maybe two? If AJ Brown makes $100 million and he doesn't deliver a Super Bowl to you, was that deal worth it? Paying a wide receiver $100 million. Was that worth it? And you're paying your quarterback. How about this? If your quarterback, who's making 255, and your receiver, 
who's going to make $100 million. That's $355 million. If they don't get back to a Super Bowl or win one, was that worth it? Let me guess. Yes. <laughs> oh, dumb. Yes. Look at it, Philly. I'll spend $355 million on two guys, even if they don't win a Super Bowl. <laughs> All right. Classic. And why you got teams building the right way, making sure they have a balanced cap. And hey, Devontae, it's gonna be, I can't wait to see what they do with Devontae this offseason here. Pick up the fifth-year option, which they probably will, because they're paying that other guy $25 million. Okay. Woo! Trying to get better. Paying A.J. Brown that money. Plus, he don't want to be here. Bitching and crying. Have he, This guy's got a ghostwriter. This guy's got a ghostwriter now on his Twitter page. <laughs> ben Franklin. <laughs> Seals, would you trade A.J. to Chicago for the ninth overall pick? No, I trade AJ to the Bears for the first overall pick. They got the first overall pick. They got the ninth pick. Bears probably won't do that. They'll trade down with Washington and take Harrison. Boy, that'd be oh shit. I like that. Trade AJ to Chicago for the ninth pick. They trade down with Washington, get Kay- and get Marvin Harrison Jr. for Justin Fields. And they have DJ Moore, Marvin Harrison Jr., and A.J. Brown in Chicago. Hey, yeah, that, that'd be something to think about. And plus, they've got like 85, what is it, $70 million in cap space? Right? How you doing? Let's move on from that. And your love affair with a guy who hates the Philly media. What a baby. I'm getting so tired of T.O. Brown. I mean it. He's a pain in the ass. He's becoming a pain in the ass. Okay? I mean it. You know, when winning... Seth said it yesterday. Winning cures all. But when you're losing and you're a pain in the ass, you're a bigger hemorrhoid. Shut up, guy. Show up in games. Stop crying. You were nowhere in the last nine games of the season. You know it. I know it. Okay? And all your cronies here, he's really a productive guy. (laughs) He's also an expensive guy. Isn't Isn't that wild? Once New England and Kansas City found their guys, they never paid money for a big-time wide receiver ever, ever, and have won over 10 Super Bowls. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? The entire time Brady's in New England, they never spent any money on a wide receiver that they won a Super Bowl with, and they never spent any money on a wide receiver in Kansas City. They got nine Super Bowls. Nine. 
<laughs> with nobody spending money on shit. That's right, man. Even the Steelers don't spend money on receivers. They develop them. Hello. Stop doing that, Fly. They never paid big money for him, and they never won a Super Bowl with him. Stop doing that. They traded him for him with the Raiders for a sixth-round pick. And when he wanted money, they traded him. They never in any way paid Moss money, nor did they win a Super Bowl in New England with him. Try to listen. You're like some of the people at the Novacare Center. You only hear 2% of what I say, and you make your own stupid-ass narrative out of it. Try following along. I know sometimes Cooper Cup didn't make any money. He got the contract in the offseason. I'm not going back over this. I'm repeating myself when I repeat myself. It's repeating myself because I have to talk to idiots. Okay? Let's move the sticks here. Okay? New cap released today. Holy cow, you guys. 255.4. The NFL PA came out. Three days ago, and said it was going to be 242-1. 255-4. Eagles have 32.1 million in cap space with the new number. Woo! Derwin James! Joey Boza! Cut my guy Kevin Byer. 13 million on top of that. Yeah! Restructure Hassan. Another 11. Woo! Now we're players. There you go, senor. <laughs> we just, Xander just found you some money, senor. <laughs> Yeehaw! Got me some money. Yes, sir, baby. Take Fletch's ass off the books. Graham's ass off the books. I get me a ton of money. Restructure, Malata. That's right, because you know Howie, man. He's really good with numbers. You know? Don't worry, Xander. Don't get nervous. <laughs> Don't worry, you know? Yeah. You know the guy, Batman? I'm good with numbers. <laughs> yeah, right? No, but I'll give you their accounts. <laughs> uh, right? <laughs> Look at Dave. Dave goes, I'm getting on his nerves. Oh, Dave. Really? I'm so sorry. Okay? Why don't you go take a Midol? Fix yourself up a bit. You'll be all right. <laughs> Woo! Let's move on. Come on. So your boy's leadership is now being questioned. Damn. It's one thing to have my passing passing form questioned. It's another thing to have my leadership questioned. But Fletcher Cox, of all people, Fletcher Cox is questioning Jalen Hurts' leadership. What exactly does this mean? Do I think Jalen Hurts has great leadership? 
I think Jalen Hurts has great self-leadership because he's had to have and circle the wagons around him. Okay? Asante. Ooh, yeah, that makes better sense. Bose is too expensive. Absolutely. Um, He's had to. When Saban fired him, had to rally the troops around himself, had to keep himself motivated, make himself a good teammate. But it was all about him. And he wanted to have a perception of how people saw him. And he, I thought he was a great teammate in Alabama. I actually think he's a better teammate in Alabama than he was with the Eagles last year. Um, once he got the money, the Eagles didn't help him. They isolated him, according to Jeff Kerr of CBS Sports. Became less accessible, not me. Okay? So, does Hurts need to work on his... I'm being a better teammate. Imagine that. Where have I heard that before? Hertz has to work on being a better teammate. That's what Howard Eskin was basically inferring, is that Fletcher Cox, and by the way, Fletcher Cox hasn't walked it back, which is great, said that some of, the, and some of his teammates didn't like his mannerism on the sidelines and the way he was handling himself. That comes from Fletcher Cox. Anthony says, AJ doesn't trust the media. Who in the hell said you should? Where in the world would you ever trust the media? They're not out for your best interest. Where in the world would you trust them? Okay, you feed them shit like Belichick did for 25 years. Okay. Um, Again, I work in the media, but I don't consider myself part of that shit because I don't care if a guy likes me or not. I don't do my show. If I did my show worrying about people like LJ or Britton Covey or anyone else at the Novacare Center or someone in the NFL, I'd never be able to do a show. I can't concern myself with that shit. And I never have. And I never will. I don't care. You know, that's why I have so few friends in this business. I don't want to be your friend. Snakes and rattlesnakes. I don't I don't jump into the rattlesnake pit because I know they're in there. I'm out. I'm done. I have no interest in that. Your business is your business. You know, I, I see some of you guys asking me questions that I have no idea. I don't care. You have me confused. I do a show for four hours. You come here every day, most of you do, and we appreciate that, okay? I don't care about anyone else's show. I don't. I care about Jacob because my show's on it. 
Anyone else? You got the wrong dude. Smiley goes to Philly media is toxic. Don't make it toxic. Don't talk to them. See, but the Philly media is controlled by folks. And that's the problem and why it's toxic. Do you understand that? Thank you, Flexen. Flexen, I care about you. You know why? You spend your time each and every single day to come here and you spend equity with us. That means something to me. LJ, he knows it too. All of you, I'm awake or you, okay? You guys all know that. You know, I get on your shit. You get on my shit. We know that. Sports talk. It's all good. Nothing personal. And you folks know this. Okay? Joe goes controlled by who? Funny. You know, not a hill I want to climb up. It's beneath me. It's beneath me. Actually, my friend, Smiley, I think the Philly sports media is tougher to navigate through than the New York media. The New York media, who are you rooting for? The Knicks? The Rangers? The Yankees? The Mets? (laughs) Are there any good teams in New York right now? Can you name me one? I'll take anyone. Right? Even go over to Jersey, the devil. Okay, the devils. <laughs> the Yanks? We'll see. So why is Hertz's leadership being put in question? Is it because they lost the way they did at the end of the year? Pl- plays into it. Are people waiting for him to fail? Absolutely. And once again, I know some of you think I am so that I can be right. I've told you this before, and I hate having to quantify my takes. And I really don't like going down here because I don't have to justify my takes to anybody but me. But I've told you about Lamar Jackson and how much I thought he sucked when he took over for Flacco. The next year, he was the MVP. I couldn't have been more wrong about a guy. Or even Devontae Smith. Am I mad my take was wrong? No. Congratulations. Way to go. You're successful. That's fantastic. I don't sit here and pretend and then wait for those guys to fail so that I can jump on their ass again. That's not what I do. I've never done that in my 35 years. I've never done that in my broadcasting career, ever have wished and was glad a guy failed to make sure my take was right. Do you know how old fogey and farty that is? That you are like Bayless? Why do you think Bayless's numbers are in decay? Because he hangs on the thing that LeBron's doesn't have the clutch gene. And you sit here and you go, guy, that story's 20 years old. And it's not true. I watched him win four titles and go to 10 finals as a player. And now he's the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. And you're still trying to push 
the senior narrative of flip-flopping. See, senior loves Skip Bayless because he's hung the whole time that LeBron James doesn't have the clutch gene. In Senor's eyes, that's how he loves sports talk. A guy still kicking the shit out of a guy with four Super Bowl or four NBA titles, four Larry O'Brien trophies, 10 appearances in the finals, but he still wants Skip to keep going. Hey, he sucks. Same with Callie Green. Hey, LeBron sucks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. His politics sucks. No, no, no. You have to like Skip because he never flip-flopped on LeBron. Congratulations to you, senor. You're a Skip Bayless fan. Way to go. How come none of you are going to answer the question about why Jalen Hurts' leadership is being put in question? Answer it. Why? Because maybe it's true. Oh, no. Let me tell you what you guys are doing this year. You keep bringing up 22, and you keep telling me he is a leader when players are now coming out saying he's not. Which is it? So which is it? Which is it? Is he a leader or not? Or is this just your opinion he is? Fletcher Cox is jealous of Jalen Hurts? (laughs) Maybe the money? Because he hasn't grown into a leader yet. Twiz, think you're onto something here. Sills. got the big bag. Didn't you move differently? Yes. Yes. I moved like a stunad. I had every credit card on the planet. Dude, have a kid like me having 400 grand in his pocket and putting it into a bank in coaching shorts and a guinea tea pulling up to the Tell her, she goes, you're going to have to come in, Mr. Cilio. Yeah, I got flip-flops on. She's like, you can't deposit a check at a drive-up window for $406,000 in 1987. I'm like, Mr. Cilio, how many checks have you deposited into a bank? I went seven. (laughs) She's like, Mr. Cilio, you need to come in. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I walk in with flip-flops on, hat backwards, and a $405,000 check. Hey, what do I do with this? (laughs) Bank president comes over and goes, well, you better sit down here, kid, because it's going to be a little bit different here. (laughs) First thing I did when I got it, I bought a stereo. Second thing, oh, my God, this this is the worst. Xander, you'll love this. This is the worst. 
I had a Corvette anyway. Because, you know, I played at Miami. And, you know, nil. Oh, wait, nil wasn't around then. I had a Corvette anyway when I played at UM. Okay? So what did Big Sills do? Dumb. I bought a Maserati Quadraport. I bought a 911 Porsche. What else did I buy? A Lotus Esprit. And I think those were my collections of my cars. I had a Corvette, a Lotus Esprit, a Maserati Quadraport, and a 911, all at the same time. (laughs) Why? I don't know. Okay? Why? I do not know. So, yes, the bag of money changes you. I got that. Diners Club and all that shit. I don't even know if they have Diners Club anymore. There you go, Diner. You know, hey, I got it. Don't worry about it. You know, lobster deals, the palm, the shit, all that. No, no, no. Forte. When I bought the when I bought the Lotus Esprit and I wanted to take it back, I bought it for 60,000 bucks. Guy goes like this. Man, when you drove that thing off the lot, dog, I think went down to 32,005. I went, what? Oh, it was terrible. Oh, I learned a big lesson. Not good. So we got to remember this. I signed the same deal Jerome did in Philly. And Jerome bought a bunch of shit too. We, 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 We went together actually and bought all of our stuff. And I went up to Philly. Hey, again, guys, one more time. What's the place that you have in Philadelphia? It's a park. Is it called the Flats? Does that sound right? The Flats? Do you remember? Does that sound right? The Flats? No? I don't know. I'm There's some place in Philly that had like a, had like a park. Oh, man. I can't. I can't. It, 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 Fairmont. Okay. It was, it was like a park. In Philly, Love Park, that sounds right. Because the Eagles held a camp there, too. Okay? They had a camp there. Anyway, look, man, let's get back on point here with Hertz and leadership. All the things that we're talking about now, and Bob says this, Hertz's leadership is not being questioned. Yeah, it did. Bob. Yes, it did. Fletcher Cox questioned it. The plateau? The plateau. That's it. The plateau. That's it, Flexin. The plateau. Get the grills there. Great time. And we would drive our cars. He had like a, um, what did he have? He had a Grand National. This thing went like 200 miles an hour. I could have, we almost got killed in it. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. (laughs) He had a Grand National Corvette. He had a Yamaha motorcycle that he used to race in the old vet parking lot. Yeah. That guy liked speed, man. He was a maniac. I loved him to death. Just crazy. I loved him so much. 
then they should have converted you to an LB. I was an LB. Hey, by the way, Denny, absolutely. Jerome was a tight end in Brooksville. He was a tight end, and then they turned him into a defensive tackle. I was a linebacker, and they turned me into a defensive tackle. That's why we both ran sub-five flats um, in the 40. We were both around 4'8". We, we, we were fast, but not fast enough to be UM linebackers. Those guys are like, like Ray Lewis runs a 4'5 uh, when he was at Miami. All them guys like Burrow and Jonathan Vilma, those guys were 4'5", four, 4'5", five, four, four, five guys. Even Dan Morgan was a 4'5", guys. Yeah, ML, hey, Senor, Bobby Valentine was on. Don't you remember Bobby Valentine? They were recruiting me, and they sent me to the Cape Cod League. And the Mets were going to draft me, but I, I went with football instead. I probably should have went with baseball. I was better at it. I was a better baseball player. The Mets sent me to Cape Cod. And who's the guy that played for the Astros? Jeff Bagwell. Jeff Bagwell was like from New Britain. And we all played up there in the Cape Cod League back in the day. So, yeah, I mean, I would, Bobby Valentine said it on this program. They were going to draft me in the third round as a catcher to replace one day Gary Carter. How crazy is that? I went up there, did very well. Hit 282, 20 homers. I did really well there. I was, I, I was going to play baseball at UM, but Jimmy said, nah, it's not going to work. We're not doing that. Okay, not happening. Hey, hey, no, I ran a 4.8. I ran a 4.81 at 2.92. Okay? Yeah. Jerome ran at 3.15. You got to remember something. In 1987, two D tackles weighing 300 pounds. That didn't that Most people were 265. And me and him were 300-pound guys moving at 4.8. That's why we killed everyone. Because we were just too, we were like the biggest DTs in college football. Nobody had two 300 pound guys back then. And that's all our guys were. We were 300 pound guys. Cortez and Russell Maryland behind us were 300 pounds. We had guys that were 300 pounds. Sills goes, You're faster than Jordan Davis. Yeah, Jordan Davis is 348. <laughs> and he's 6'5. That guy could eat a, that guy could eat a bowl of soup off my head. It's a little bigger man. That's why when you watch a guy at 6'5 running like that at 478 at 348, that's a that's quite an athlete moving. Okay, that's quite a dude moving. All right. We're gonna do something here. Big Sills prospects. Mark Farzett is gonna join us, I believe, at 330. And we are going to talk with him about all the drama going around the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm going to make a statement one more time to you. I do not believe that Nick Sirianni should be the head football coach of the Philadelphia Eagles going into the 2024 season. This thing is destined to be a train wreck if he is. And I'm going to stick to that. And just so you know, senor, I'm not wavering off that. And if I end up being wrong, I'm wrong. But I think if he starts the season, you will have an under 500 year. 
2024. That, my friends, is what we call in sports talk an opinion. And I'm sticking to it, and you know what I think of him, and you know I think he's a cheerleader. Some people think that he's the best coach in the NFC. I think that's a crock of shit because the guy in Los Angeles, McVay, would have other things to say about that. Okay? <laughs> other things to say. And I would think the guy in Kansas, the guy in um, San Francisco would as well. Right? Maybe even the guy in Dallas who's won a Super Bowl. We are going to look at the draft picks and where you're picking and a group of people. Do you guys know who Jim Nagy is? Do you guys know who Jim Nagy is? He is the senior executive that runs the Senior Bowl. I had a great conversation with him last night. A lot of Eagle people were in Mobile. I asked him who they were eyeballing. I've got the list of the Eagle people they were eyeballing. Would you like to hear them? We'll do that next. Hit the like button. Keep it here, National Football Show. bubbles and the bubbly go for the story and the stories go for the win go to ocean casino resort book your trip at theoceanac.com Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game 
and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. E-A-G-L-E-X. Eagles. Big sales, please hit the like button. We're going to take a look at some of these players that Matt Nagy looked at at the Senior Bowl. But, hey, when's the next episode of the Liars Club between Howie and Nick? Is that at the Combines next week? Are they speaking? Or are they going to go around and make sure they handpick certain people to ask questions in Indianapolis? I'll just, quite, I'll just I'll have to check with Xander later on that. Okay? Get, get, get an uptake. Maybe we'll have some names because I'm sure they'll handpick some people that will be able to ask them questions. Big Sills, I appreciate your passion. You're not even from Philly, and you cover our Eagles, and you're for fans. That's right. I love fans. I hate bullying because of truth. It's sad microcosm of society. Kudos to you for being real. Ace, dude, that's all I am, man. And one thing I've said, and I told my aunt this today, I will never, ever come into a market (laughs) – How many times do you hear people that go on your shows, Ace, and go, I'm an Eagle fan from way back. I'm not. I rooted against you my whole life. But one thing I did know was how passionate your fans are. Philly and New York and Boston, damn, dog. We're kind of in the sandbox. Maybe not New York. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not New York. You know? Because New York's are kind of like weirdos. But Boston, Chicago, and Philly, kind of, right? Right? But I, one thing I am, and haven't been around your city numerous times, because of Jerome and Seth. God, do, do you know that I've known Seth Joyner for 30 years? You know I've known them for 30 I've known Seth for 30 years. How many how many ex-Eagles have we put on Xander? Right? Keith Byers is a dear friend of mine. Keith Jackson's a dear friend of mine. I know you guys won't like this one, but Norman Brayman is a dear friend. I know you hate his ass. Frank Reich's a dear friend. So I have an affiliation with you guys. Derek Dalton was a very close friend of mine. He married a girl I dated, Lynn Austin. Me and him were born on the same day. I always said I thought that was weird, Lynn. Every time the Phillies would be in Clearwater, Dalton would come on my show. Him and Francona. So there's some side of weird Connection between me and Philly. Okay? Dez goes like this. How many friends do you have? In the media? Four. In sports? Many. You see them on the shows. The Rock? 
Ice Cube? I mean, I'm, I, I could... Dude, I could do four hours just naming the people that we've put on in the last three years here. Luther Campbell, Warren Moon, Boomer Sison. Come on, man. Angelo Cataldi. Okay. Thank you, Fly. We tried to. Farzetta's going to join us here in a second. So what's the Liars Club? I'm assuming that's going to be in Indianapolis. I hope that ought to be not interesting. Okay. Um, like the Biden cheat sheet. Um, Polly Shore. Go ahead, ask a question. Yeah, Polly, Polly Shore. Go ahead. Is that his name? Polly po, Elliot Spitzer Shore is, was that his name? I don't know. I, I I don't keep track of people. I truly don't keep up with and read. So Elliot Spitzer Shore, I think that's his name, right? Elliot Spitzer Polly Shore. Go ahead. You got a question? Ask me away. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Let's do it now. Yes. Look at look at look at Matt. Come on, sales. Let's go here, man. Getting tired of that shit. Come over here now. Let's go. I think you're right too, Matt. Okay, here we go. Okay, Matt. But on. Holy cow! Do you smack the waitress if she doesn't give you the the meal right away? Do you get upset over burnt toast? <laughs> There we go. So what do they got? Nine picks? Eight picks? Right? What is it? One, 22. We got two twos. They got, am I right when I say this? They got three. They got a comp pick in the third. And they got how many? Four fives as of right now. Does that sound right? They got the 20. I know they got the 22nd pick. They got a second. They got two twos. They got a third. And they got four fives. Does that sound right? Right? Does that sound about right? Okay. This is this is where I'm going here. These are the people that as of February 23rd, having talked to Jim Nagy, who is the senior executive of the senior bowl and who he saw the Eagles were around. Okay. And who they saw them talking to and keeping an eyeball on. This is his opinion when it came to the players they were looking at. Now I'm going to go with the picks and then I'm going to give you some of the other players they were eyeballing. Does it make sense? I hope it does. Okay. I think they love this kid, Kool-Aid McKinstry, and I think he's the guy. And I'll tell you something about him, why I like him too. Think about the players at Alabama, just on his own football team he had to cover in practice every day. Think about the guys you haven't heard of at Alabama yet. 
that he's had to cover. There's one thing you can say about Alabama wideouts. If you're looking for wideouts, that's one of the places in the country you go. They're in Ohio State. Those are preeminent places in the United States for wide receivers. Would we not agree to that? Okay, would we not agree? So think about the kids he's practicing against with people you haven't even heard of yet who are on that roster. Then you put him in the Southeastern Conference and he goes week to week against Georgia, AM, LSU, Kentucky, Florida, Tennessee. You're playing against Ole Miss. Dude, you're lining up against guys who are going to be at the next level and guys who are ready made for the league. You see, let me tell you something about drafting out of a place like TCU when you guys got Rager. You know why that's a gamble? That guy doesn't play against good people. How do you know he gets good coaching? He doesn't play against quality defenses in the Big 12. How do you know he's good? Is he lazy? What He better be ready-made. Look at Devontae when he walked off the field at Alabama and into, get, and into uh, Eagle gear. That guy was a polished Ferrari. He's a polished Ferrari. Okay? 50th pick. I love this kid. Okay? I love this kid. Edrin Cooper. A&M, linebacker. Go grab him. I think this kid's a first-round pick. And you can grab him at 50. I want this guy all night long. I, I want him all night long. Okay? I really do. I think he can help your linebacking core immediately. 57, Xavier Elegata from South Carolina, wide receiver. You need depth and you need a number three wide out. Go get him. Okay? Matt says he won't be there at 50. I think you're probably right, Matt. Okay, because he's going to move up after the combines. I voted for him for almost every All-American team last year. And I love this kid, Cooper. I pray to God they draft him. I think you got a winner there. They said he was fantastic. At 97, a safety. The kid Barron from Texas at 97. He's a guy that's going to be available around there. And a lot of people liked him at the Combines. Or excuse me, at the Senior Bowl. Now we're going to go with the list that they gave me that they had interviews with. Now, I'm not supposed to be telling you this, but we're doing something here for, this is exclusive content for you guys, okay? This is exclusive content that these are people that the Eagles interviewed in Mobile, okay? Jim and I have been friends for a long time. Cody Schrader, Missouri, running back, 
phenomenal week of practice. Eagles fell in love with him when he was in Mobile. Talked to him numerous times. Had a small interview. Talked to his agent. Loved him. Had a great conversation with him. Here's a kid that they think could be the next Pukunakua. And this comes out of the Eagles' mouth. Lad McConkey, Georgia, wide receiver. Is he the next Pukunakua? Now, again, Nakua came from BYU. I don't even remember him at BYU. But, boy, I'll tell you what, that was one of the best seasons and one of the funnest seasons I've ever watched a player develop into something special, especially when Cooper Cup was out for the Rams. He was electric, man. You know, if it wasn't for C.J. Stroud in the year that he put together, Nakua would have won the Rookie of the Year award. But could this kid, Lad McConkey, wide receiver Georgia, be a guy they'd be interested in in the three-hole? Number three, here's a kid with a great showing. It's another Georgia kid, DB. This Tyke Smith kid, um, man, what a strong week, they said. In, in camp, and you know, you got to understand what they do. They have two-a-days during the senior week. Do you guys get that? They have two-a-days. And they have serious practices. And you know who's coaching them? NFL coaches are coaching them, not college coaches. So all the NFL coaches are coaching them, and the coaches are all sitting in the stands. It's like a convention, like the combines are. The, the Senior Bowl is a big deal if you get invited to it today. Back in the day, they had a couple all-star games. They had one in Hawaii, and they had the Senior Bowl. You know, I mean, they had, they had those two. I was going to go to Hawaii, but back then, underclassmen couldn't go to those bowl games if they came out and went into the draft. And so we couldn't go to those games back in the day. Now, if you're an underclassman, you get to go. I was going to go to the Hula Bowl. I wasn't going to go to Mobile. Mobile, big sales? Mm, no, that ain't cutting it. I'm not sitting on a riverboat somewhere. <laughs> okay? Okay? Number four, another awesome showing. DB Louisville. This kid was fantastic. Travis Brownlee, really a good-looking player, man. They really, the Eagles love this kid. Okay? They absolutely love this kid when he was practicing down in Mobile. Nagy said they spent a lot of time with him. Another kid, linebacker. Cedric Gray, North Carolina. Now, again, these are all people the Eagles have met with. Okay? Rowling goes, I'm sick of Georgia. Why? They're the best players, some of the best players and prospects in the country. I wouldn't be tired of drafting out of, out of Georgia. I would not be at all. Here, here, here are the schools you have a less chance of missing on. Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson,
The rest of them are crapshoots. LSU. LSU, Kyle. LSU's in that room. LSU. Okay. Hey, Flexin. I know I'm in the middle of doing this here, but please tell me that A.J. Brown is moaning and crying on WIP right now, how poorly he's being treated by the field we meet with y'all. What a baby. I mean it, man. I've never seen a guy moan. That guy's such a... Ugh. Gonna be some cleanup after that one. Hey, hey, Flex. No, not SC, Steve. You don't, you don't draft any defensive guys. Wait a minute. Hey, let me let me go here. He called in because he's being tweeted poorly by Big Sills. And I tweeted out how long before he's traded. I have to call in because Big Sills. Damn, Xander. Damn. Look at what Sammy I was doing. He's dividing our team. <laughs> Hang on here. Bringing Big Sills' name up on IP? That doesn't shock me. You probably see my name getting floating around somewhere else because somebody will leak something else out <laughs> or make something up. Be prepared for that, folks. Something will be made up about big sales. <laughs> Des goes, Sills, you really think AJ cares about you? Then stop tweeting at me. Stop tweeting at me. Stop DMing me. Do I really care? I don't DM anybody. Oh, they said a radio host on another station who host is outside the city. Oh, no. Who is that? Xander. Oh, my God. Not me. Dude, he's not really crying, is he? He's not really crying. You, you, you mean he's moaning on the air. There's a guy in another station who's from outside our city. Well, I don't know anybody that's on the Fanatic or WIP that's outside the city. And everybody on our station is in Philly except me. He's moaning about the media like a piss pot. Take your $25 million and shut up, diva. I hate that guy. Let me take that back. I hate that attitude. I don't know the guy, so I can't say that. So forgive me. I don't hate the guy. I don't know the guy. So that's not cool. 
but I hate that type of attitude. <laughs> I'm making you, – you, do you guys ever watch Jerry Maguire? You guys ever watch Jerry Maguire and the guy comes up on the on – the, um, with Roy Firestone, who's a friend of mine, and he's moaning and crying. He goes, you know, this money I'm making, I'm making $25 million. And, you know, I mean, I'd... so he's on IP crying. <laughs> Wait till I get my paisan on. Before I get my paisan on, Farzetta, hang on. So the hosts on WIP go, there's a guy that's from out of city that's on another station that's talking shit. Well, gee, the only guy I know is me. Oh, no. <laughs> Big bad sills. Shit, no wonder people are trying to get me off the air. can't be crying oh my god i gotta bring farzetta in here man i i've never seen around a football team this is like as the weirdos turns <laughs> i mean this is hilarious what is wrong with that you make 25 million dollars You've had twenty. You've had almost three thousand yards in two years. What are you moaning about? <laughs> yeah, right, bud. How you feeling? <laughs> oh no, this is. Hey, no, no, no. I am having me a guy like me. I'm having a blast. Okay, you know Good. me. I mean, come on, Mark. Let me, let me. I, I missed the first part. I, I am sorry. What, what are people crying about? What's the problem? So AJ called into the uh, WIP show. Actually, AJ Brown, the real AJ Brown. Unless it's a translator, like a translator that they have at the UN that's running <laughs> his Twitter page. Okay. Okay. I'm assuming it's him. Okay. okay. And Xander, Xander Salas, yes. Yeah. He was just, okay. And some of the hosts took shots at me. And um, he's crying. I guess literally was crying about the poor treatment of the media on him. What did, what did, what did we do now? <laughs> what the hell? What, I don't understand what would bring anybody to tears in all honesty. That, okay, well, that leads me to this. And then we'll get to him because I think it goes in line. What did you make of the Derek Gunn report? The most recent one about how yes. um, Nick Sirianni they, needs, needs a baby. Jalen can't handle the money, and Nick Sirianni needs Suge Knight as a bodyguard on the sidelines. I thought Derek – like, I have known Derek Gunn for a long time. Derek Gunn is not someone that is going to find a pile of crap, make a baseball out of it, throw it against the wall, and just see if it sticks. That's or, me. Or throw it. Right. He's not going to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> that Derek Gunn's not going with something unless he's got it on good good authority. And it's the, it's the second time we've heard about Jalen. Look, it doesn't mean that Jalen has been ruined by money. 
It means that I think the the banquet tour, in a sense, from being an MVP candidate, Super Bowl quarterback, and all that stuff. I think, yeah, and the contract kind of got to him. And there's there's a new limelight. I know for a fact people in Jalen's own camp were telling the media, mm, yeah, this is kind of a this is this is a bit of an off year for him. He much rather, you know, be working on his game, but you know, he's got to make sure that he goes out there and he cashes in on any opportunity that he has now because you never know what the future holds. It is football. That's not a knock on Jalen Hurts, but it is an acknowledgement that Jalen Hurts just had the most the, the most different year he's ever had in his entire life compared to any other year he's ever had. So good on him for that. I'm confident. Jalen Hurts is going to come back, bounce back, and have one hell of a year in the upcoming season. I think the new coaching staff, Kellen Moore, I think the weapons that are here in the offense, A.J. Brown, is great. But as far as Nick Sirianni needing a, a babysitter of sorts or a on-field therapist to be next to him to handle his emotions, yeah, in terms of maybe a communication, um, I don't know, uh, liaison, maybe that's what Dom DeSandro is. But you definitely saw instances on the sideline throughout the games this year, especially when Dom is out, going back and forth maybe a little bit more often than what we had seen with Nick Sirianni. Before that, when A.J. Brown was having his own um, spat, which a lot of people, myself included, assumed was about not getting targeted, I assume now that after A.J. Brown finally addressed the media, it wasn't just about A.J. Brown getting targeted. It was about targets in general for everyone on the offense. You saw Nick Sirianni go over there and just squash it and nip it in the butt as fast as possible. You didn't see too much of that in the second half of the season. So if anyone's moved to tears or emotional on the team for the media supposedly throwing things against the wall, dude, this team has their own problems than to worry about the media. And if it's an us-against-the-world mentality like it should be in every single locker room – then who gives a damn what anybody else is putting it out there? You have the power as a player to control the what the narrative that matters, not something that somebody is throwing against the wall because, oh, I know something that this Philadelphia Eagles team, it's so personal, it can tear any group of them apart. Who gives a damn? If you're a player, I you laugh at that stuff. And if someone wants to bring it into the locker room, you destroy it from the moment it rears its ugly head. So for me... It doesn't make any sense. I am pro AJ Brown. I'm pro Jalen Hurts, but for me, I can't imagine for the life of me what could cause such a, uh, a an emotional outcry from a player like AJ Brown, who I absolutely respect. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm gonna make a comment to you here about your boy Sirianni. You know, this is the Italian hate on hate. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why, why is he my boy? We like here. Why is he my boy? Yeah, because we can break balls and we no, know it's all, it's all we're, love. We're, we're, we're kind of, we got, you know, we're almost Bizons. I get it. I mean, yes. this is kind of like, you know, it's a hate on a Paisano and I don't really like to go there. However, I'm going to make a statement to you here. Yeah. If that guy starts the season as your 2024 Philadelphia Eagles head football coach, it'll be the biggest disaster that they <laughs> have had going into a regular season of any coach they've had since Rich Kotai. That will be a nightmare if that guy goes into that season. And I'll say this to you. You will not have a 500 record if that guy's your head football coach going into 24. Is that? Um, I am more confident than that because his title is head coach. But is he a head coach? And actually, I wanted to bring this up. This is a point. Right. No, I agree. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because I saw you said something. I think it was two days ago. Maybe it was yesterday 
about how Nick Sirianni is not qualified to be an NFL head coach. He's not. Okay, I just want to make sure you said that, right? You damn right I did. Okay. You are correct when applying that logic to 31 other NFL teams. What is the number one characteristic the Eagles want to see on your resume if you want to be a head coach on their football team post Chip Kelly? What's the number? What's the prerequisite? Need not apply unless you're going to do what? Own a pair of knee pads. <laughs> I'm not sure it was written like that in the contract, but yeah, you're exactly right. You're going to play ball. It's with a Howie Roseman. Yeah, I understand. No, I know. I know. I know. That would be great if it was like, do you have your knee pad? Have you gone to Home Depot? All right, anyway. Um, yes, you have to play ball with Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie. That's the number one thing. So if you're Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman, he absolutely checks that box 1 billion percent. And people really came at me one of the last times I was on your show because I was talking about play calling. That was just one example, okay? The fact that he's not a play caller doesn't matter anymore. I don't care about that anymore. That's uh, plenty of coaches, not play callers, that's fine. But if you're not going to do that, then you better be great at some other things. And if you're great at those other things, then you don't have a end-of-the-year collapse like this Eagles team had. You don't have that. You have them mentally prepared. If that's your job as the head coach, if that's what you're really going to stress, then you have them mentally prepared, not mentally prepared. Oh, well, then you're going to have a great game plan that'll put players in the right position to make plays for your offensive and then you know, newly appointed defensive play caller. Did did he do that, Sills? No. No, he did not do that. So was there emotional intelligence? Well, it turns out Dom DeSandro had to teach him emotional intelligence throughout the season and it really wasn't paying off when Dom DeSandro was not there on the sideline. So as outside of play calling, I'll ask the question again. What is it you do here? Oh, I know what you do. Yes, stay in your lane. Because for the Philadelphia Eagles, that is the number one prerequisite on any, any resume where someone's trying to apply to be the head coach. And here's what's so – and I give him credit for this. Stay in his lane. Oh, no, I, I think – oh, man, after this offseason, he has been wedged, shoehorned with walls put up on both sides, the offense is in charge of the offense with Kellen Moore. Defense is in charge of the Lord, defense with Vic Fangio. That shows a sign of weakness to the players in the locker room. If you are in that locker room and you know something is not conducive to winning and you say nothing, mm -hmm. the players are going to go like this. He's got no voice in the room. How are, how are people saying, well, he has a pulse of the locker room and roster. He never has. Mm. Never has. I think this guy is going to get in the way of something that could be fixed. Mm. If look, I, I just for lack of a better term, when I saw, I don't him, know what he does. Like you said, I mean, right. if there, okay, how about this? Let's do this. Let's go here. What's the one redeeming quality in three years? Nick Sirianni has shown you that you feel comfortable going into 24 going, you know, I'm kind of hard on him. And don't give me the 667 win percentage because of the, he's being engaged, Mark, only on wins, not player development, not quarterback development, not roster, not being able to motivate your players. Winning, losing. Dude, head football. When, when I look at Kyle Shanahan, I look at Kyle Shanahan. Now, look, he's bombed in the Super Bowl. I get it. Hanging around the rim, though. They're hanging around the rim, like Jerry Jones says. And what he's doing is he developed Debo. Christian McCaffrey's better in San Francisco than he's been in Carolina. You develop two quarterbacks that you kind of question on Garoppolo and Purdy. Look at McVay, P uh, Puka Nakua. Who's the one guy Nick has had an impact on? Mm. 
I mean, if you're really trying to get down to it, you don't see anybody. I mean, you see young guys like Devontae Smith has done well, but then Devontae Smith is lining up as a blocker on a bubble screen for Dallas Goddard. What? Like, that's not how you do that. That's not how you do that. Uh, I, I will say this, though, as far as Nick Sirianni goes. At the time, and I've gone to this so many times because it was it was so telling. Hassan Reddick saying at his locker, it's what the higher-ups wanted to do when it came to the defensive coordinator uh, being changed when it came to the play caller, defensive play caller. That move right there, before any what is it you say you do here or what is your role to Nick Sirianni, the Eagles neutered their head coach. Because I don't believe Nick Sirianni came up with the idea, like, hey, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to change play callers with four games left in the season. I don't think so. I think Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman, who I think has become Jeffrey Lurie's kind of henchman in all this, went, all right, we got to make a change. We got to do something. Nick, what do you what do you, what do do you you think? He tells him, and they go, how about we just change defensive coordinator? We change play caller of the defense. At that point, Nick just has to get out of the way, and I think that's when the rest of the team went, what the hell is this guy doing? If he has no pull, no sway, why am I even listening to this guy? It's like you're going in any any workplace in the country can't work like that, where people don't respect the authority figure who's in the room, and that's what the head coach is supposed to be. If you're the head coach and that happens, you're not head coach sales, you're a pushover. And that's what Nick Sirianni looks like right now. However, the thing that I think over uh, trumps all of it is the idea that these guys still want to win. The players in the locker room still want to win. Players in the locker room still want to get their incentives in their that's contract. That's why they got 11 wins. That's why they got 11 wins. And that's why their offense is going to be better under Kellen Moore. They're going to make sure they check off boxes in this offense that you didn't see checked a year ago. And I think their defense is going to be better, assuming, especially with the huge cap number that just went up, uh, assuming they're going to be adding a significant amount of talent to this lineup as well. But, yes, Nick Sirianni is basically the, the one guy that can do this Eagles job as a quote-unquote head coach without it being somebody else. But is it a recipe for success long-term? Absolutely not. Because let's say this team does well. Let's see. Still, okay, Nick Sirianni is the head coach. You win a Super Bowl. You, you, you go. Let's just live with me in this fantasy world for one second. You, okay. you, you do well. You, let's just say you have a good year. Is Are you keeping Nick Sirianni, letting Kellen Moore take a head coaching job somewhere else? No. No. Now that I know after what I saw with Steichen, no. And you knew Pretty it. scary. Yeah. And you, hey, I get that. That's a great point, Mark, because now, like you let Frank walk out. The, no, I'm not. Look, I, I, I think the firing of Doug, this is the reason that Sirianni's back is because they couldn't justify the firing of Doug Peterson if they fired Nick with a six, 67 win percentage. Mm -hmm. I saw some Stunad in here. And because you're white, you'll never get that. You'll have to look that up on a translator. <laughs> not you, but you know exactly what so, that is. Oh yeah, uh, but yeah. Because, because, because again, that it, he's this guy's a stonad because he goes, wait, a coach is not supposed to be gauged on wins. So you fired a Super Bowl winning coach, didn't give him a chance to dig out of the gutter that you put him in. You fixed the game at the end of the year, or you allegedly did. Got to go there now because so many eyeballs are on me. Um. That you that you the sabotage the whole thing, and then Doug goes somewhere else, and you're trying to tell me you think Nick has a better resume than what Doug does. You can't justify it, Mark. That's why he's still in the building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he again he 
He knows his role. He stays in his lane. The number one thing on that job application list is, will you be subservient to Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman? Will you not push and fight for things that we don't want to push and fight for if we're Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie? If if the answers to those questions are yes, then saddle up, son. Let's party. Because that's exactly what they're doing this upcoming season, and they're hoping Kellen Moore and Vic Fangio are the uh, the, the, the Mr. Fix-It when it comes to the problems of this team because it ain't going to be Nick Sirianni. It's down like Pulp Fiction here a little. I'm going to get to that in a minute here when it comes to the fixer here, those two fixers. But I will ask you this. Do you think A.J. Brown by September asks for a trade? Yes or no? Um, No, I don't. Wow. Um, there yeah. was a pause. I felt the pause in there. Well, because there's a lot of bull. I mean, here's, the, here's what really <clears throat> sucks. The Eagles season with the way it ended, even if you're the biggest rah-rah, Pauly pom-poms Eagles fan, it left you with a huge heaping pile of things to be desired, okay? It left you with a lot to be desired. So A.J. Brown and everything's going to get blown out of proportion with him. And I agree with what he said in his locker on his 13-minute press junket, if you will, when he finally addressed the media, where he talked for 13 minutes about, well, this is why I didn't talk, you know? And by the way, I I, I went back and I actually watched it with all but the drama. because it was on my birthday and I was like, wow, okay. Hey. Hey, yeah, Pixel, there you go. I was, I hey, Agori, Agori, amigo. Hey. Anyway, so uh, we uh, looked that up too, people. Okay, anyway, you guys so, will have to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not in Goodfellas, by the way. You have to look that up. That's authentic uh, no, no, Italian. That's, that's in Farzetta, fellas. Okay, that's, uh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I went back and I watched. The, you know the only person A.J. Brown actually threw under the bus in his little press junket? You know who it was? Let me the guess, only coaches. It wasn't coaches. He said Nick Sirianni stuck up for the uh, – Nick Sirianni's a good dude. I ride with Nick, you know, that whole thing. The only person he threw under the bus was Devontae Smith because he talked about Smitty calling for more targets and not him. He's like, if anybody's calling for more targets and is that kind of loudmouth, it's Smitty. But he gets away with it somehow. I think it's because he's got a million-dollar smile, and people on my my chat said it's because he's got the southern accent, so he just – he comes off more charming. I don't know, but Why that's what it was. Why would you even care when you got a $25 million paycheck and a direct deposit – Every Tuesday, yeah, you're moaning. What an absolute, let's be politically correct, soft ass. There, <laughs> hey, I added right. myself. <laughs> Good for you. Look at you growing. No, oh, no, god. But, After it, four fires, you learn, Mark. You learn, believe me. <laughs> but the thing is like this okay, 25 million. Here's here's what I've noticed uh, in my own life, other people's lives. The minute people make money. They want more money. The minute they make that mo- more money, guess what they want? More of that more green. Money. They still want more money. So it's like, at what point, how, about, how much money do you get paid where you stop being a human being, stop having human emotions, even if the emotion is greed or jealousy or, or just more greed on top of it all? You don't stop. It won't stop. That's the nature of the business. That's our a lot of people's human makeup. Hey, some people they can make that million and they can go, all right, I'm good. I can I can be pretty good the rest of my life. I can live my life and have some fun. AJ Brown wants more. I don't fault him for that. You should always want more, especially if you're an athlete. You got to cash in when you can. But the reason I pause to get back to the question of AJ Brown and whether or not I'll be here is because there has been so much BS. And you know what? It's it's a line that doesn't get talked about enough. But it, I really learned something when whenever when we were all you know sheltering in place from pandemic and all that stuff. And ESPN did us the, I think it was ESPN or Netflix. Was it Netflix? It was ESPN who put together the last dance 
They yeah, released the last dance. ESPN. Yeah, ESPN. The one thing I really I, I took from that, there's a lot, but one thing that really stays with me, and it's a pl- it's applicable to all sports. Dennis Rodman said he would play basketball for free. They pay me the money to put up with the BS. Yeah. And I thought about that, and every, now now I'm applying it to A.J. Brown. I apply it to A.J. Brown with all the stuff hitting the fan now between the media and him throughout the season up until now. Yeah, you you would play the game for free. You would. You've done it enough in your life, but you got to put up with everything that surrounds it. Oh, no, man, you, you're going to make that money if you got to put up with people like myself, talking heads, you know, casting doubt or whatever the case may be. But on top of that, if that's your locker room and Jalen Hurts even – defers to you to be more of a leader to that group of men, well, then you got to step up and you got to make sure that you're controlling what should be viewed as not only the real message to that locker room, but you're also conveying what, quite frankly, should be the only message in that locker room. So if I'm A.J. Brown, that's the way I take it. Look, I didn't hear what he had to say, so I can't comment on it, what he said most recently. But everything else, if, if you're talking about not being here, demanding a trade, I could see why I wouldn't a fresh start somewhere else. But he also pointed at himself as always vilified because it's so easy to paint uh, a, a wide receiver that likes to talk as a diva, as a bad seed, as a, as a locker room poison. I could see why he would want the fresh start somewhere else. But ultimately, I think for him, this offense, this quarterback, this offensive line, I think he looks around and sees the pieces that are here and you can win here. Might not be able to win long term as far as a Super Bowl goes with the defense as it is right now. Look, there's a lot of holes to fill on this team. But if you're AJ Brown, I think you realize, wow, there's a pretty good wide receiver on that side of the football. I'm going to be open a lot. He's going to be open a lot. We got a good, pretty good tight end when he's healthy. And I think he still has faith. I think he absolutely still has faith in um in uh, Jalen Hurts as his quarterback. And I think if you're an offensive player, you're excited to see what Kellen Moore does with uh, five years of experience under his belt already with this offense. Very seldom do you get a guy who can give you a um, Pulp Fiction reference and also Gordon Gecko and a Wall Street reference all in the same thing here. I'll say this to you about paying these diva wide receivers. Can you name me in the last five years a $25 million wide receiver that's won a Super Bowl? Six years even. Tyreek Hill wasn't making that money the first Super Bowl. What was Cooper Cup making when they won? He didn't sign that contract. He didn't sign that contract. Yeah. It's been a minute. Look, look, the thing you go back to. Are you are you winning? Is Devontae Smith winning a Super Bowl in Vegas? Oh. Oh. Hey, I got another one for you. Do you think that if Justin Jefferson signs that $28 million deal in Minnesota, they're winning the Super Bowl up there? <laughs> no. You think Tyree Kill's winning a Super Bowl in Miami? No. Okay. So you say it's a kiss of death? Because I'm I got the I, I got the point of paying that position when you're not going anywhere with it. When did Tom Brady have a great season but not win the Super Bowl? With Ma- but get this. Moss wasn't making the money then. He wasn't making that money, but damn man, Next that was the most did, weapon. They traded him. Yeah. How about that? So the point again is, I mean, Mark. This is why I threw this out there about AJ maybe potentially taking some offers for the guy. Get, get I mean, send him someplace. Send him to the Los send him for Asante Samuel or um Derwin James with the um w- with the Chargers. Do something there, draft pick, move him. If you believe you have the guy in Hurts at 50 million, 
What's the point of having a 25 minute? Do you realize? And oh, here, here, let's go here. Do you think if he concludes his contract, all the numbers he's put up, and you don't win anything, and you gave him a hundred million dollars, was that investment worth it? If you don't win anything, no, absolutely not. Well, are we trending there? Yeah, <laughs> right now, yes. This Philadelphia Eagles team, unfortunately, is trending in that direction. I but the trend has started with this bad offense. year. I think they have a horseshit defense. Yeah, a thousand percent agree. That's why I look at Kellen Moore. And it's like, of course, why wouldn't you want this job? And that's also a reason the Eagles went into this season. I feel pretty damn arrogant. Oh, yeah, sure. Brian, Brian Johnson's never called plays. With this offense, you'll be fine. A blind bat could call plays for this offense and be one of the best in the NFL. That didn't really work out down the stretch, did it, unfortunately? No, but defensively speaking, oh, yeah, yeah. Vic Fangio's got his work cut out for him. I got to ask you before we get into those coordinators, and I want to go here with you on it. Um, you know, there is a decision to be made by May 2nd, and that is the Devontae Smith decision. Are you going to pick his fifth-year option up, which has $15 million hit the cap, or are you going to extend him and have two players? Now, he'll be on that rookie deal. Through the extension, kind of like how it played out with Jalen. Jalen's first year, he signed it a year ago. He was still under that deal, but he got the signing bonus. That would pretty much be the same way with Devontae. How do you think how he handles that with him? Does he go extension? Because look, if you pick up the fifth-year option, if you don't pick up the option, or you 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 don't do anything with it and you let it play out, 24 is his final season, and he's a free agent at the end of the year. So what do, what do they do in your opinion? Howie does Howie things. Howie jumps the gun on signing him now and not waiting, and he backloads the contract. And then that contract will probably get restructured. I think Howie is going to take a very similar approach that we have seen with quarterbacks. And yeah, every pretty much every position where you have someone you really want to stick around. Howie's not going to let him go into free agency. That ain't happening. He is also not going to go into the following year, the end of his contract here this coming year uh, without a deal. I think he, they're going to dangle that carrot in front of him. And this goes back to Joe Banner. And it's a brilliant move. It's why Joe is such a good executive. Here's the carrot. We're going to no, dangle no, it in front it. of your face. Right. And you sign that now. And then the Eagles had problems with this going back to, geez, uh, um, Reggie Brown. They went, uh, uh, Sheldon Brown. Coincidentally, they're both wow. but they dangle that carrot in front of you and you say, ah, you want to turn down that free agency now, but we'll give you the money long term and you're taken care of. You know, you're taken care of on your first contract or do you want to bet on yourself and test free agency and maybe even uh, secure an even bigger and better contract after the upcoming season? I think with with maybe blood in the water a little bit with A.J. Brown, maybe the the idea of uh, the well being poisoned a little bit as well with A.J. Brown, the potential of him going elsewhere, Devontae Smith becoming the absolute surefire number one wide receiver in this offense might be intriguing to Devontae Smith. So maybe he does bet on himself. I doubt it. But I think as of this coming season, I think the Eagles are going to sign him to a not a wildly, not a wild long-term deal, but a, a long-term deal, keeping him here in Philadelphia at a good number. Okay, let's get to Hassan Reddick. And go with me here and tell me if you disagree or agree. Because I had Seth Joyner on yesterday with me. I saw. Um, I think he's a liability on that defense. Can't cover a tight end to save his life. George Kittle 
put him in circles. He's not the greatest tackler. And if he's not getting home, Mark, he's a liability. He's not a complete player. And let's not forget something here about this guy. He has been cut twice for a reason. And it's because he's hard to fit in the schemes. And I'm wondering if Fangio was part of that that said, why don't you see what his value was on the open market? Because nobody lets a pass rusher, counting the playoffs, who's had 30 sacks in two years, just go, hey, by the way, Mark, I think you're a tremendous host. You know, you're bringing in 10 shares and you're bringing in $2 million a month. Why don't you go find out what your market value is and get back to me? <laughs> Nobody does that, Mark. Unless, yeah. you, I mean, you're not going to put Miles. Hey, Miles, I think you're a hell of an end. Why don't you go out there in the open market and find out? Mark, he'll come back. Well, a guy gave me one, give me 30 a year. Whoa, you're not doing that. Yeah. So to me, I look at him and I go, you've got so many holes on that defense. Now, in a Ravens defensive scheme, is he worth 18 million, 19? Probably, but in a team like that with numerous holes, depth issues, what's the point of paying 15 million when you were last in pass coverage, last in first downs on first down, last on first down or for uh, last on third down plays? You were atrocious at the run game late in the year when they ran out of gas. What's the point of paying a guy 20 million? if the only thing he does is get home and you're not getting home. Mm -hmm. The good news here is I don't think they are going to pay him $20 million. You think they let him walk? Or do you I, think he stays? They're restructuring that deal. I, I think he stays. Like I, I understand the whole idea of doesn't fit Fangio and all that stuff. The Eagles got him knowing they were going to run a Fangio-esque scheme. So he – He's run that since he's been here in Philadelphia. Now, look, I am a huge fan of any coach or coordinator that says, oh, these are the pieces I have. How do I best make them fit together? Whenever I hear of a talented player not going somewhere because, oh, he doesn't fit the scheme, you have an opportunity to get that guy to do that thing, then you get that guy to do that thing. And watching him do what he's done here in Philadelphia over the last three years, he's been a very special player. And in the – very non-blitz happy Fangio defensive scheme that the Eagles have run for three years. He's also been successful and he was extremely successful this year. Once he got that cast off his hand and he was able to use both hands, he started getting at the quarterback again in an alarming rate. Then of course, as we all know, tailed yeah, off I'm at the end of the year. Not a good player. I'm just saying, does he? Right, fit? right, right. But he is, what I'm saying is he has fit the scheme already here in Philadelphia. Now Fangio coming here, you mean to tell me you're going to have him at his disposal and let's put it at your disposal and let's put it in another light. In the Fangio scheme where you're not really blitzing, which we all know, and you're running quarters and all that stuff, the other thing is if you're only blitzing one extra guy, let's say, I would like that one extra guy to be Asan Reddick. And I think Asan Reddick being here should be often enough used to be able to get into the backfield. And maybe, how about this, force a mistake every once in a while instead of waiting for the other team to make a mistake. Because that's the biggest problem I had under the Fangio style off or defense, under Gannon, under Desai, that and then towards the end of the season, a lack of discipline and lane discipline as well. That to me was the biggest, that, that's what stuck in my crawl the most about the way the season ended was watching this defense absolutely fall apart. But if you're Vic Fangio and you have the opportunity to have a San Reddick be one of your maybe five rushers, you have him be one of your five rushers. I would love to see that here on a decreased number. And I think that's why the Eagles very confidently said, 
Go ahead. Look around. See what see what's out there. Oh, not much. Here's the restructured deal. Take it or leave it. I I would say this to you about him. All you got to do is put a tight end over on him. You're gonna drop him, or are you gonna rush him? Tight ends got free release. That became a problem towards the end of the season. Sure, yeah, because you were getting no production out of Graham, and you had one guy that was kind of running out of gas and sweat. And what they what did they do in the back end of that season? They put a tight end over there on him, and he had to drop in coverage to cover it because no one else was there, and they were hoping Graham would got home, and he had a horrible. Not, look, I don't want to say that about the guy, but I will I say this: his days are done. Okay, and to me, that's what the defense. I, I Mark, you know, I tell you, one of the things that I have the advantage on is when you talk about a guy because. Like Brandon Graham, I mean no disrespect, but I'm talking like players get talked to by organizations. Hey, this is your time is up here, man. Yeah. That's how they talk to you. They don't talk to you going now. Brandon's probably different because he spent so many years and they love him. But at the end of the day, they kick your ass out of there as fast as they can get you in there. So it's 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 a bloodthirst way of doing business when you're talking NFL. So mm. when people hear me say your time is up, dude. It's we we need you have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand. And even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details the roster spot i'm not giving you a ceremonial like uh parade victory tour on the way out i'm not doing that that's poor that's poor management well you hit it right there look we all love brandon graham he's Absolutely. awesome but if a player is telling you he wants one more year for a fell farewell tour come on man that tells you it's over that tells you it's over. it's not jason kelsey really struggling with this decision of retirement or not, still playing at an extremely high level, him wondering whether or not he's going to be mentally ready to go for another season, him weighing all the options, meeting with everybody. You know, This is a guy saying, oh, no, 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 this is going to be it, but it'll be my farewell tour. Okay, so at most league minimum, 
one dollar more than the league minimum so we can say we didn't pay the league minimum we I paid you more the than the league spot. minimum i'd rather pay him mark i want the roster spot oh you'd rather I pay him to leave the roster spot the money's not the issue i mm -hmm. need better players yeah right that's again that's when you know your time is up it's not a money when it becomes here let me get to some money guys now and let's get to Jason Kelsey here. I hear people saying some crazy shit about the all-pro center. To me, you're going to bring a new coordinator in. Your quarterback struggled in blitzing. You're going to take the best player you have. You're going to end the tush push, your most successful play. And you're going to take him out because he makes $10 million? Well, let me put it to you this way. The only reason he's making $10 million it's because he's not 27. You're lucky he's 37. Because if he was younger, he's going to make 15 to $20 million. That guy getting out on third levels, the way he plays, $10 million for one of the best 5-0 linemen in the NFL still today, I'm, not, I'm begging him to come back with a new coordinator. Are you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. The door is wide open. I am... I have never – I was just on with our friend uh, Bill Calarulo yesterday, and he has banged the drum a little bit there for love Jason Kelsey, but it's time to move on, that kind of thing. I'm like, hell no. If you're giving me one of the best centers in football, uh, yeah, no, the no, door's no. open. The best center. Okay. All right, yeah, the best center hey, in football. I want to show you this too. Creed Humphrey, Kansas City, AFC Pro Bowler, the kid from Iowa in Baltimore – Backup all pro. He's there too in Baltimore. Ragnow, Lions, center, second best of Kelsey. You following me here? Yeah, they're pretty damn good. If you don't have a great center, dog. You're in trouble. Mm -hmm. I agree. That's why the door's wide open. And that's why I would love for him to come back. And by the way, it's funny. I just listened to Jason Kelsey um, Fly on a Wall podcast with Dana Carvey and David Spade had him on, and they're exactly—they're not exactly two sports guys. They're, yeah, it was great. It was, I only listened to some of it, but um, uh, I'll get to the rest of it. But they were asking him quite like just like you. Oh my God, Sills, you would laugh your ass off. It's just like you seem really fast for like a lineman, and it's just like Jesus. Like, and I get it. It's not their audience. They're a comedy show, you know. But you know, Jason Kelsey was eating it up because you know he loves both those guys and. Um, he's like, yeah, I, I just, I, and you know, he gave a lot of credit to Stoutland because he's like, look, I, I've been known for being the undersized center. I have fortunately an offensive line coach, uh, a coach who helps helps with the you know designing plays to get me to the next level. So I'm taking on a linebacker or a safety as opposed to a 400 pound nose tackle on more plays than not. Uh, but yeah, just to, the, the fact that at this age, like I always talk about guys like watching Allen Iverson. This might be one of the few times you hear these guys compared in terms of playing their sport. But you could talk about undersized guys, certainly. But once that speed and quickness was gone for Allen Iverson and watching him play his whole career, I was like, man, when that first step is gone, it's going to be a, a screeching halt to his career. When the crossover was gone, it was done. It was done. <laughs> so watching Jason Kelsey now at this age, this many years logged, that many consecutive games, that many games played, playoff games played. The fact that he can still get to that second and third level better than almost any center in the NFL is amazing. And the way he does it with efficiency and power, none, not just the agility and speed of getting off the line, 
but like not a stride, not a movement is wasted. It is it, to, like I have watched those quack, quick, quack, quick guys, and it's just gone in a flash once oh. they hit thirty. To see what he's doing now in football, the man is a the man is a I don't know. He's not a mortal. Can I, can I tell you what sold me on why I want him back? When I saw a man jump out of a suite with a beer in his hand and his shirt off with no spillage, gun it, and then leap back in like he was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yep. That, to me, showed some of the greatest athleticism I've seen since Hussein Bolt. And in my opinion, I want his ass back because I was one of the greatest... The spillage mm, of the no focus. spillage. The focus to not spill a drop, Sales. The, the focus. You, you're thinking about not spilling it, gunning it, and then you leap back in, and you know how stadiums are. They're tearing up. Now, man, I'll tell you what, Mark. He, he's a fabulous football player. What about Fletcher? See, to me, Fletcher. Um, yeah. Fletcher, hey, hey, and here's the problem I have with Fletcher. My problem is this. Well, why'd you draft two guys? You've got a third-round pick in Milton Williams. You got the ninth pick in Jalen Carter. You got the thirteenth pick in Jordan Davis. Dude, eventually you got to get off the tee here. Fletcher I mean, Cox you got to move on here a little Fletcher bit, Cox and is, it's a ten done. million dollar number. He's done. He's done. Fletcher Cox, I think, is done. I don't think, way, I think he gets ten million somewhere else. Maybe Cleveland. Uh, I think Fletcher Cox is going to ring shop. Okay, so you I, think I, he's more like Sue? Two yeah. years ago, where he gets yeah. like three or four, something like that. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second, because you know he he likes his his home here. Uh, I know his ladies from here. Um, he uh he wants to go hunting. I think down in Texas, wherever he goes, you think I think he, he cuts it in half. I think like, he goes. Wait a Pittsburgh. minute. Yeah, I think he could. He could, but I think what he ends up doing is hold on a second. I could kind of take it easy a little bit. Sure, stay in shape, and then just kind of hook on with the team and. Do a little ring shopping towards the end of the year. Yeah, I think I'll do that. Steelers, but that's Jets, that's if he plays at all. Giants. That's if he plays at all. Sorry. Steelers, Jets, Giants stays in the area. Stays in the area. Definitely stays in the area. But and that's that's to say if he plays. I don't think I think he's done with the Eagles. And if he plays again anywhere, I think it's a ring shopping type Washington. of well, the thing is with Washington, what do they got? 87 million yeah, under the cap. And now, no, that was with the 242 one projection okay they gotta have over a hundred million dollars now oh pots and pans Uh, oh by the way i think washington that's my favorite to win the east next year really i think they're gonna get russell wilson or they're gonna trade here's what i think happens here too and that i think washington or chicago trades down to two they draft marvin harrison jr Oh, geez. They have DJ Moore in Harrison. They're going to give Fields a shot. Mm-hmm. Caleb Williams, who Cliff Kingsbury worked with out in USC, is now the new OC in Washington. And that's how I think that's going to progress there. So they're going to either go with Caleb. I'll tell you what, I hear the Steelers are very interested in Russell Wilson. Um, So he's Russell Wilson's either going to be a Steeler or a commander, but the commanders now with that money, they can absorb that contract. Mm-hmm. And you and you got Terry McLaurin, you got Dotson. I mean, prove that old line a little. You got a ton of money, man. They're not You're, far away on defense. Yeah, 
You're you're you like you still are on the Russell Wilson train, right? Well, I don't think he had a horrible year last year. I I, I think he is summer. someone that is. I, I think yeah, I think he's looking forward to. I think he's milking the rest of his NFL career right now. So you think he's going to become Mr. Sierra soon? Pretty much. <laughs> well, he's a, he's he's got he's got a good business acumen about him. Um, he understands uh, th- that he can milk this for a little bit, and he can. And he's still talented. You're absolutely right; still talented. But I think that he's already looking to other business ventures. Uh, it's not just football anymore for him. And you know what? To a degree, good for him. It shouldn't be. But if you're going to be in the NFL, it should be all about football. I think they're cutting him after June 1. Okay? Yeah. I think they're cutting. Okay, well, let's do this. Send A.J. Brown's ass up to Denver for Patrick Sertain. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. I'll, what? Yeah. I, you drafted him. yeah. <laughs> I would do that in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Involve him in, in the trade. Sure. Yeah, wait, and he's still on a rookie deal, and he's got a fifth-year option you could pick up on. Absolutely, I don't think it's just going to take AJ Brown. I think you're going to throw picks in, obviously. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I would do that. Okay, last two questions here, coordinators. Let's start. So here's my pushback a bit on Kellen Moore. Oh boy, how did Kellen Moore do his last year in Dallas? Did Dak lead the NFL in picks? Uh, it was not great. Yes. Okay. How did Herbert do? And. Los Angeles this past season with Moore as the OC. In the beginning, it looked good, and then not good. Not it was bad, very yeah. bad. He gets he gets a mulligan because of that Stonad Brandon Staley as his head coach. <laughs> Name me a RPO coach. So I'm having flashbacks every time you say Stunad of me like at 13, <laughs> and my dad my dad just being like, "What do you be? Don't, don't be such a Stunad." Anyway, so yeah, I'm gonna be in the. This is where I'm going with Kellen Moore. So we're gonna hopefully think that. Jalen Hurts is going to be the next Dak Prescott. No, he wins in the playoffs. That's kind of what I'd want. <laughs> Touche. That's what I'll take. That's what I'll take. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what, what no, RPO quarterback has he ever worked with? No, I, I agree. So this is where Kellen Moore is going to be tested. Sure, you want to come in here, as of right now at least, with an embarrassment of riches offensively speaking? You want to come into this? All right, well, realize that you have a quarterback that's a little bit different than the guys you've worked with before. Realize he's a guy that does very well out of the RPO. How about you use the RPO? How about if you're not going to hand the ball to a running back and allow them to run, throw the ball to a running back. Let's get that in. I know you like to stretch the field. I know you like to throw the ball downfield. Can you give me a little situational football where I'm not going to see Jalen Hurts throw the ball downfield to A.J. Brown with uh, uh, overtime pending? against the commanders when you have that lead in the fourth quarter? Can you not throw that football? Can you not throw that football like you did in the second to last possession against the Seahawks? Not the not the interception that ended the game. The interception that was thrown to Quez Watkins down the middle of the field when you're up four points in the fourth quarter. Kellen Moore, can you help with situational football in that regard? Because Nick Sirianni keeps on saying he's correcting it, yet the same problem occurred time and time again throughout the season. And then on, on top of everything else, if you're Kellen Moore and you're coming into this, uh, not just situational football, but just simple ball control. Simple ball control. Make Jalen Hurts get back to the status that we saw him at a year ago. That's what you're charged with doing. Mark, and if they did 22, I would say this to you. If they did 22? The three Super Bowls counting the one he's been to. If you're hoping that he's a better version of 23, you're never going. Because he's not going to win you a okay. Super Bowl exclusively from the pocket. 
Yeah. He's going to win you. Do you know what people are doing this year? You guys keep talking about old news, not you, uh, but keep, keep, keep talking about 22. Well, 23 was a turnover machine year. Mm-hmm. You don't want to say – people go, well, you know, you take the turnover. Well, you know what? There's always an ending to a book. Yeah, you, right. You read the full book. You don't read half a book. Uh-huh. It's the full story of the movie here. He had a massive turnover year. He became predictable because he th- – you know what his quarterback rating was in the middle of the field? Eight. Mm. You became predictable. You couldn't use your tight end. And you're going to take the RPO still out of it? Mark. I don't see a turnaround unless they go back to that weapon that made him look like Steve Young. When Steve Young was on the field, he put fear in your ass because he ran four fives. He broke defense's backs on third and 11. You took the element away from all of that when you took that part of his game away. Mm. And I think that's got a lot to do with the contract too, that they're trying to get a 15-year career me if you gave me nine or ten years and three Super Bowl appearances and maybe you land on one, I'll take that over that other stuff because at the end of the day, you're taking half that kid's game away. You're, you're not going to go anywhere with it. I'll put it to you like this. The greatest lie that the Eagles have told us in the last year was that we're going to embrace the uniqueness of Jalen Hurts's game. Malarkey. Did you see that this year, Sills? Great tech. Great tech. I didn't I didn't see it. I great didn't see it. I, I heard Nick Sirianni say it and I went, huh, yeah, do that. Because that great to tech. me sounds great. like a logical way to run the offense. You're not gonna overrun him. You're not gonna not run him. You're not gonna limit his agility. You're not gonna say stay in the pocket no matter what. Embrace the unique. That's a, I, th- I thought it was a perfect, oh, Nick Sirianni. Ah, beautiful way to say that. Lies. Lies lies my friend and it was the biggest lie they told us last year of all the lies that was the biggest one no no between trump and biden i trump biden sirianni i don't know who tells more lies i just (laughs) i get lost in the whole thing here let's go (laughs) let's go over to the other side here yeah with with, i had dave wants that on with me and dave worked with um vic up in chicago and was around him a lot and he said if that thing fails it's not going to be because of the scheme um, however, how far away do you think that defense is to being respectable? Um, is Jordan Davis in great shape? Is Jalen Carter going to practice hard this year? Uh, yeah, are right. They it, make exhibition football serious. Mm-hmm. Are they going to not break OTAs and training camp and mini camp and actually put some work in? Yeah. Um, if I, that's the case, yes. If not, and they're going to continue doing the country club atmosphere they have there at Novacare and you get a chair and a umbrella and you get like nice little, like uh, girly drinks, you know, if that's the case and he's out of shape and he's eating white castles. No. Okay. So, you know, remember he's one of the guys that's this way. Tracy Rocker told me this before he went to Tennessee. If you don't practice hard, he's not a guy that's going to go run five extra sprints. He's going to get his pants on and go home. Okay, he's not motivated that way. Mm-hmm. Now, Clint Hurt is a friend of mine. Went to University of Miami. Ooh. Okay, and he's a no shit guy. And really, he <laughs> pick someone in the ass. Okay, hey, 
I talked to Clint a couple nights ago. He wore my jersey at UM, my number, for me. He told me that. I oh, that's sure. awesome. And then he goes like this. He goes, what is He goes, man, I think some of these guys, man, I think these guys think they're on a tread bike and that's it. Well, we're going to run around here a little bit. We're running the drills. She goes, remember them pursuit drills? I go, yes, I remember those pursuit drills. Yeah, they were very we, – we practiced pursuit for 35 minutes before we even practiced with Jimmy, whether it was in Dallas or in my University of Miami. We practiced pursuit drills. And what we did was Wanstatt and Butch Davis would throw the ball. All of us had to run to it. We did it for 35 minutes. Then practice started. Okay? <laughs> and that went on like he goes, well, we're going back to that. <laughs> I, I look at Clint Hurt's picture – and like I and it's funny because I had the same He's kind of vibe. Good. Oh, yeah. When I see like Jeff Stoutland, I see like a general. Like, uh, like I'm gonna listen to this guy. Like this yeah. guy. He's going to speak, and when he speaks, he speaks to be li- like heard and listened to. When I look at Clint Hurt, I have that same type of thing. Like, yes, sir, no, sir. That's how I would address him. And I love the fact that he's got all this experience. He obviously has worked under Fangio before when they were both with the Bears. Yep. Fangio was the coordinator. He was there, I think, under Fangio for two years yep. In, yep. In, in Chicago. Yep. Yep. He was there in total for three, but two years under Fangio. And then obviously the defensive coordinator, coordinator in Seattle. Yeah, in, in Seattle as well. And then I know this was a, an issue that you actually brought to, to my attention, not just the last, lack of experience last year with coordinators, the lack of experience in the position coaches under the coordinators. So, like, Clint Hurd obviously has all this ex- experience for, you know, under Fangio and defensive line coach and a defensive coordinator, and he's got all, all that experience. Then on the other side of the ball, Greg, uh, Greg uh, Weissmiller, I think, Weiss, yeah, Weissmiller, yeah, yeah. has – been a quarterback's coach. He's worked under Kellen Moore, both with the Cowboys and with the the Chargers. So those are guys. He's the quarterback's coach of the Eagles now. Uh, he's got that experience. So they're bringing that under these experienced coordinators. So that at least makes me feel a little bit better about the way the defense is going to operate and the offense as well. But the defense, you have a lot more work to do personnel-wise defensively than you do with the Eagles. So I think anybody putting it out there that they're that they think the Eagles defense is going to be great. I have I can say with confidence that I have confidence in Vic Fangio. I could say with confidence I have confidence in this Eagles coaching staff on the defensive side of the football. And yeah, sure, the offense. But do I have confidence that this defense is going to be good next year? That's a whole other take in itself. I don't know who's going to be here and the people that are already here. Is the Kobe Dean going to stay healthy? Is Avante Max even going to be here or are they going to let him go? Is he going to be? Is Keely Ringo going to take a step forward? James Bradbury? Like, look at all the question marks you just have on the defensive side of the football. You need safeties. You need corners. You need defensive linemen for more defensive line depth. You need another linebacker. You need two linebackers. Like, I like N'Kobe Dean, but I would like him more to stay healthy. It, there's a lot. There's a lot that the Eagles have on the defensive side of the football, aside just coaching, where they need to fill those gaps. And that, to me, is going to be, hey, Howie season, full effect. When Howie season gets into full effect, that's how, that's how we can start to really wrap our minds around how good or bad this defense is going to be. Last question. Let me go to the librarian now, Howie Roseman. Um, <clears throat> I don't think he's very good at college personnel on defense. I just don't. Corners, linebackers, edge rushers, he's just not done the job. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's a part of me when I – and when I say something like, hey, let's trade AJ, get some picks, and I'm like, so you want to hand picks to him again? Do you think this team should be retooled with veterans? 
or draft picks because Mark, look at the, look look at the Georgia guys. What Georgia guy has contributed? Jalen Carter. Okay. Well, the rest of them have been. I mean, what's Nolan Smith? I still don't even know what he is. He's a kid with a bum shoulder. Oh, you mean the other Georgia? Oh, wait, I'm confused. Which bum shoulder Georgia guy? Because <laughs> they've got two. No, Dean's got the lower body injury now. Oh. But, uh, yeah, he started out with the shoulder. Yeah. Oh, no. so that was a Tortorella report, like <laughs> a hockey report, a lower extremity injury. I exactly. Got right, 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 right. Oh, no, I'm not, <laughs> he got me now. I got it. The, 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 the um, it might have been after the preseason. I think it was the preseason. Nolan Smith is standing in his locker and he's talking about how you got to be hungry enough to eat off the floor and all that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I love that attitude. Yeah, you go, yeah, how you go. And then he's just like, somebody said to him, hey, how's your shoulder? And he's like, well, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. I don't know when it's going to be good. I don't know when it's going to be bad. I'm like, dude, are you, are you like 40 and playing football? Dude, you're a rookie. What do you mean sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad? That put that put him on blast for me for the rest of the season. And I'm like, I'm not going to expect a lot from this guy. And he didn't give us a lot. But now the Eagles want to shake up things with Hassan Reddick with Nolan Smith. Okay, Sparky. Uh, <laughs> not seeing it. Not seeing uh, it. But, yeah, I agree. On everything Howie Roseman and anything that's not a defensive tackle, yeah, you don't have a lot of confidence in. Well, Mark, I got to end this with this. You know, I, I – I'm sorry about you mean guys like Farsetta and Angelo. And Farsetta's so mean. Um, yeah. he's a meanie, Missinelli. Ugh. All the guys that I pee in 97.5 and Jacob. Everybody's a meanie. Yeah. Your guys are just awful. What an awful reputation you guys have. I'm the white knight here. Okay. <laughs> You are the meanies. Even though the IP guys are taking shots at me today, it's all good. I mean, hey, I'm just collateral damage, all you meanies. Like, <laughs> look at the bad reputation you give all the. <laughs> AJ, I... dude, you really have to laugh. I mean, does this remind you now of TO? Oh, yeah. Hey, like, but here's the thing. People wanted A.J. Brown to be t – like, when the Eagles acquired A.J. Brown, wh when he started playing, everyone was like, oh, it's like T.O. It's like T.O. I'm like, hey, look, I, I was too young for Carmichael. I was not around for Tommy McDonald, okay? Uh, not, not I either, believe it or not. Yeah, I, okay, yeah. I, Mike Quick, well, I was way too young. The greatest wide receiver I've ever seen play for the Eagles is Terrell Owens. They're not even close. Not right. even close. You could have one year fine. He led the Eagles, believe it or not, two years in receiving. People don't realize that. I think second year, he only put like what seven no, games. No, you know what they told me? Some guys at the Pro Bowl that he was like the first guy to ever get a Pro Bowl nod as a special teams and wide receiver guy. Oh, wow. I he's didn't know that. Only got, well, I, I don't know if he's still, but he was the first guy to ever have that distinction that of be going, getting a nod being a Pro Bowler as a special teams guy and a wide receiver. And McNabb was talking shit on him in white. <laughs> uh, oh, God. But people wanted – five. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I wanted – everyone wanted A.J. Brown to be T.O. from jump in the good way first. And I'm like, hey, everyone, let's chill the hell out for a second. It's two games, whatever. And then everyone wanted the T.O. on the drama side of it. And it's like, make up your minds, guys, because you really can't have both. 
He ain't T.O. T.O. wouldn't say in his locker, if I just open my mouth, I'm a diva. You know what T.O. did say that I always respect, though, when he made it back for that Super Bowl against the Patriots? He said, if anybody else does this, if Brett Favre comes back with a broken foot, whatever, broken leg, he comes back, oh, he's a warrior. I know. I do it, and it's all, it's all about him. I thought he was a warrior in that Super Bowl. Oh, he absolutely was. The best player on the field. Best player he on the field in that Super Bowl. He had 14 catches, some shit like that, and like I think 140 the, yards. The number that sticks out is 14 for 124. Something, I, I mean. Could be wrong. Dude, no he, touchdowns, though. What a bum. Dude, he was so good. I can't believe they couldn't keep that thing on the rails. See, I played back for that. You know, you know why? We see the receivers now. They're all hemorrhoids. It's up to the quarterback to have to write the – I mean, look, Brady had a murderer, Gronk, Oof. Moss, kept everything on the rails. It's. I think it's the quarterback's responsibility to keep these guys and be good teammates and keeping everybody – and that's maybe what, you know, a little bit that Fletcher was talking about with, with Jalen about – Hey, this is not just about you being motivated and doing the right things. This is about motivating others around you. Mm -hmm. I think that's the leadership part of it, Mark, that he's talking about. Not, hey, is he self-motivated? Yes. Does he want to work hard? Yes. All of that is self-leadership. But, dude, you got to be a teammate that motivates these guys to want to do their best and keep everything on the rails. That's where I think he failed. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. That's something that is – look, I, I really like Jalen Hurts. I root for Jalen. I think it's an easy guy to root for. Easy. You have to acknowledge that you got to be a better leader. And you can't – as a leader, you can't defer to other people. If you're deferring to A.J. Brown to be that leader, that ain't the right way to do it because the team is literally – as a franchise quarterback, people are looking at you to be that leader. And I'm hoping that this is a year – and I think it will be a year where he takes that – other step forward. We see him do it in 2022 with this huge step forward in terms of his play. Now in terms of personality and not dominance, but presence in the locker room, well, I think we'll see another step forward in that regard. Well, I'll leave you here with this. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I looked to Angelo for leadership and he said, kick their ass harder. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right way to go. So I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I love the guy to death, man, but he's like, kick their ass hard. <laughs> Off the top rope. <laughs> Dude, I love you, man. You are absolutely fantastic. And love you back, bud. You are really kicking. I love it. By the way, this is really going to sound awkward. I lay in bed watching you in, in the morning do your show. Go on. No, okay. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Just so you know, you can check that out on Jacob Sports. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Have Back a great at you. Weekend. Bona fortuna. Bona fortuna. See you. That's our good friend, Mark Farzetta. Hit the like button. Keep it here, National Football Show. And we can all wipe our tears off when we come back. A.J. Brown.
Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. I didn't think it was going to be this easy. I didn't. Got guys from other parts of the country talking in my city. Why? A bunch of... If I didn't have the man watching me right now, good grief. Because my man told me, watch your words. So I'm going to watch my words. A.J. Brown's mad at me. Okay. How about this? So Brown's making a media tour. He's making a media tour and he's going around. Okay. Okay. He's going around making a media tour. Going around making a media tour. Why are the media guys so mean and bad to me? 
Why don't you man up, guy? Shut the hell up. Do your job. Why are all these, why are all of these guys? And by the way, how weird is it he called in and wasn't even invited? You call in because your butt hurt? How much of a worm are you that you call in because your feelings are hurt and you're making 25 million bucks? You guys, let's do this. How about you hardworking people out there? And hey, LJ. Why don't you kiss my ass on this one? You're okay with a guy who makes $25 million moaning and bitching and crying about media people that cover him? Are you not a hardworking man? Or do you collect unemployment checks? Tell me. Let me know. Let me know. I don't know how some of you get mad at me. And again, I'm just going to start doing this. From now on, I'm ignoring these people that have a problem with me when you got a wide receiver that's crying. Okay? Crying. You lose respect with me. Hey, what's the number to IP's hotline? Could somebody please tell me? Uh, oh, oh, can somebody please tell me? How can I call in and... Tell everybody how big and bad all these media guys are. Tears for fears. Soft, wormy, weak. No respect. I have no respect for A.J. Brown. Zero. Zero. I have as much respect for him as I do Terrell Owens now. Crying and moaning when you make $25 million. What should he have done? Says professor. Collect your money. Go to work. Be a better team. Be a better teammate. Be a better player when the ball's not coming to you. Not bitch about Devante wanting to have some touches. I mean, do you want me to continue? Do you want me to continue? Okay. Mm. I have no, hey, there's your boy. Look at how productive he is. Look how destructive he is. You got quite a guy here. You got another Terrell Owens. He is Terrell Owens. 2.0. He's productive and destructive. Quite a combo. Productive? Yes. Destructive? Yes. I defend you, AJ. (laughs) The only thing that this asshat doesn't do is sit-ups and push-ups in the NovaCare Center driveway. (laughs) destructive, productive. There's your boy. 
damn, I, hey, this makes me love Devontae Smith even more. What a professional. A.J. Brown, you're a thorn in the side of the team now. It's official. You bitch to media people that are calling you out. And guess what he did? Let me show you something that shows you how pathetic he is. He's complaining about the same people that say things about him in the media. And then he calls into the media. Which is it, guy? Or you're not on your meds? I'm not getting it. So let me let me ask you again. He he cries about the media and then calls in to the media. And then when he gets on the media, I mean you would swear it was like a Biden press conference. Got you what the what? Oh I wanna uh what's the one? What 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 yeah what going what? I just don't know why people are going to weigh me on. I thought I was listening to Lou Holtz. I People, well, you know what you're going to get too. You're going to get that little portion of Eagle fan that will protect him and back him up. Like many of you. When I defended Matt Ariza, kudos to Andy Reid. Way to go, dude. Don't believe in the bullshit. You talk to the kid. I already talked to the kid personally. Met him face to face. Kid said, I didn't do nothing wrong, coach. But every single one of you woke-ass liberal media people in Philadelphia came after me when I defended him. I was right. Now he's punting for the Chiefs. <laughs> you got a field changer in Kansas City. Could easily be one of the best signs in the offseason. He's called the punting god for a reason. You know, he was punting before they erroneously fired him. In the postseason, like 48, 49 yards a kick. The punt god. Well, you know, he had to be involved in something. Why don't you wait for it to play out, kid? Turned out, he's vindicated. And yet, the woke-ass media convicted him in the court of public opinion. You guys are brilliant. You'll pick and choose to castrate who you want. Okay? Get this. I'm a victim of this. I don't sit around and cry like A.J. Brown. Why are everybody making everything bad about me? I find a platform. I find people who buy into sales. And we go form it from there. I don't sit bitch and moan. It's what it is. Court of public opinion is more powerful in America today than the actual courtroom.
Who would have thunk that? Someone's opinion matters more than the law or what's right and wrong. I hate people like that. Makes me vomit in your mouth. Well, you know, I don't want the headache. What headache? You didn't do nothing. The woke-ass media, ESPN had to walk that back today because they castrated the kid. That first take show, seriously, they were backpedaling so much, I thought they were in the Olympics doing the backstroke. Yeah, you know, we had to take every... No, you didn't. You went with the narrative that he was part of a gang rape. The Eagles, we can't have that in Philly. You know, we don't. Of course you can. You know, when you talk to somebody and you have a conversation with them, it's not always about analytics. That's right. Andy Reid did great by Michael Vick, too. I was proud to break that story in Philadelphia for you guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. I broke that story. So A.J. Brown calls into WIP. Complains about it on his Twitter page, X, that the media is mistreating him. Calls into the media to complain about how he's being treated, thinking that those people have his best interest when those hosts only give a shit that he showed up on their show. Not whether or not he's right or wrong, because they don't care. They're just glad he called in, walked in, called in. This guy's a fruit loop, as most NFL wide receivers are, diva fruit loops. These guys are nuts. They don't give a shit about winning. They care about numbers. What do you think is more important to A.J. Brown? 120 catches in 1,500 yards or 14-3 and three in a Super Bowl? Let me guess. How about you guess? What's more important? What's more important? What's more important, A.J. Brown? Winning or his catches? Professor says it's 14 and 3. That's bullshit and you know it. He complains when he doesn't have enough targets. And if that's the case, too, hey, SOS, SOS, last nine games of the year, where was this dude? When the team was imploding and they needed him, he's moaning and bitching and putting symposiums on the media and not talking because why? His game fell apart. What happened? Where was he in nine games? Great six-game stretch. Where were they when they were fighting for a home field advantage? Where was he? I missed it. 
Where was he? Des goes, Big Seals wishes AJ could come on the show. No, I don't. I do not. If he so chooses, it's up to him. I've never wished that. And I've always dominated. Bucks tried that shit too. I still pulled 10 shares. Didn't matter. I didn't care. I was calling Mark Dominic a librarian, and he was. Flagship station of the Bucks. I didn't give a shit then either. Doesn't matter to me. It never has. Hey, are you crazy? After what's happened and how this guy has acted and how he's kind of talking about me and everyone else, like D-Gun and all these guys? Oh, Xander's going to have a tough weekend. Got to control it. AJ Brown has officially become a cancer in the locker room to the Eagles. Leaders act like Devontae Smith, not whiners. Not whiners. That team doesn't need whiners right now, they need leaders. This is too easy. Shut up. The greatest thing that Jalen Hurts does, maybe it's a fault. He doesn't say anything. So you don't know what he's thinking. Great. You don't know what he's saying. Great. You don't know if he has any criticism. Great. I'd rather have it where you give the media shit. Who cried more, Debo or AJ? They both moan. Who, what? Which worm is a bigger worm? I guess it depends where you live. I think they're both worms. When you're making that kind of money and you're complaining about getting targets, you got a problem. Dirt two worms. Well, you think I look at Debo better than I look at A? I look at AJ? No. It's the position in the NFL today that they have accentuated because losers hang out on Friday nights with fantasy football drafts, and you've made that position a big deal. When in theory, you don't need to win with those guys if you have the right guy 
at the signal caller position. All about the quarterback. It's not about them dudes. Debo cries the whole season. Throw him in that category too in that sandbox with all them crybabies. These guys bitch a lot, man. And Vontae Adams, bitches. Debo, bitches. AJ, bitches. Does Jefferson bitch? Yeah, Smiley. You might want to look it up, jackass. I broke that Vic story. Pro football talk. Vic Cilio, W-D-A-E. Nice try, jackass. They tried to steal the story. I was there when he signed the contract. I was there in Orlando when he signed it. Nice try. Google it if you know how to use a computer. Nice try, kid. No, it was Pichelpel. No, he stole it. There you go. The deal was first reported by Dan Cilio, DAE. You're welcome, Eagle fans. You're welcome. Damn, this guy. (laughs) How many people want A.J. Brown still on your football team? Wait a minute. So you got Nick and A.J. (laughs) And the librarian. Howie. Damn. This is quite a deal. (laughs) Hey, you know what Xander and I were saying? What do you think this offseason is going to be like? (laughs) Every day. I mean, it's like a box of chocolates, like that guy Forrest Gump said. This thing is great. Every day. Can you imagine picking the phone up? Um, hi, this is AJ Brown. And I'd like to talk to Dr. Ruth. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm having um depression. Why is that? Well, big old bad Dan Cilio. You know. Now he's putting out there, I want to be traded. Well, I saw the tweet. It was, do you think he'll ask to be traded? Yeah, but I took it this way. I know you did, honey. Is it okay? Yeah. (laughs) 
Hey, guy, you better check and see if he's got a pair of stones down there, man. I don't know. This is really a – hey, I, I'm almost like I got to do this and I'm embarrassed. This is a little embarrassing. You think that guy's got stones? I mean, <laughs> my God. Oh, Jesus, criminy. Big bad Dancilio. You know what, Dodd? You're damn right. I'd never be the player that AJ is, but I would never be. Oh, I almost went there, Xander. <laughs> You're right. I'll never be the player there, but I'm not going to cry like that in public. Why? Why? <laughs> Man, what a worm. Oof. Cries on someone's shoulders that he doesn't know. Who doesn't give a shit about him? With the Eagles' potential having $60 million in cap space, do they increase in the salary cap? I, I think that does work like that, Prince. I do. I, do. I think that works like that. I think their cap, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't know why I'm doing that now. This has been maybe my favorite week on Jacob. Calls from the principal. Show being even more relevant than we thought. This is wonderful. And there's a low-brow thinking human. AJ will kick your ass. Really? <laughs> well, I'll take that. Any day you want. Just like I told Warren Sapp. Hey, Sapp, you named the beach. I'll be there. Nobody around. Big Seals is 162-0 for a reason. Now, I'm retired, and I'm a lover today. But don't kid yourself. <laughs> Don't kid yourself. See, I'm a nice guy these days. I'm not the guy that throws people out of buildings anymore in a single bound. <laughs> I'm a nice guy. Oh, Bob. Oh, will we? That's why? Bob, I've been on the air 35 years. I go after people that are soft and wormy. Wait, go call me. You're in Philadelphia. I would think that you would want a tougher dude. Wouldn't you want someone tougher than a guy that cries to a radio host? I'm going to be big, media bad guy, should we all? He's so mean. <laughs> he wants me to be tweeted. He started it. I know I did about a month and a half ago. No, even know no other stuff is coming out. <laughs> this is really wormy. That guy's in an NFL locker room and wears a jock strap. Can't. He cannot. He can't. 
There's not a chance that guy wears a jock strap. There's no way. <laughs> There's just no way anybody who talks like that and calls in to a radio show for comfort. Hey, can you help me? Can you help me? Well, uh. <laughs> you know, these guys are really mean to me. And, you know, I don't know if I could collect my $25 million and get my 1,500 yards and all my touches. And Devontae's now bitching. Hey, dude, how about like not going one and eight down the stretch? How about talk about that first? Professor, are you crazy? AJ's a what thing he is. He's soft, but he's also a mountain of content. Thank you, AJ. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hey, AJ shops in the feminine section. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sills, here you go. Please tell us what happened if this is in your locker room. Okay. I'll give you a scene in a locker room. We're in New Orleans. Testaverde's first start. Remember Ron Heller who played for you guys? Do you remember Ron Heller who played for you? He was an offensive tackle. Do you guys remember? Ron Heller, offensive tackle. He was a teammate of mine in Tampa. Probably too young then, Professor. Okay. We're in New Orleans. It's Vinny's first start. Shit started getting said. Ron Heller just said this. Yeah, and don't quit. Ray Perkins punched him in the mouth, my head football coach, and broke his hand. And there was Donnybrook in there. Because people didn't like some of the shit that was going on. And hands were being thrown. We weren't doing this. Well, I'm going to call WDAE up and call out Big Bad Way because I'm not being treated well. We took care of shit ourselves. We didn't need to call and get mental help from a radio guy. <laughs> on the air. At WIP. <laughs> like this is wonderful I'm going to reset here you know what I didn't get a chance to finish because we had the crying games going on at IP today and we had more drama dude this has been a drama filled week thank you Philly Eagles from the top down hey by the way Where's the owner in all this? Is he out yacht hunting? Where, where is he? Is he yacht hunting still? Is he down over Morocco or in the Caymans hunting for a new yacht? 
What is it? Where is he? Just curious. Where Where is he? You know, we got some issues back with our team, and I got a diva wideout that's on the air crying. But I have to, I have to pick out my sixty footer. How much is that going for? Well, wait a minute. You got problems going back in Philly with your team and your your cheerleader coach. I'll get to that. I'm buying a yacht. Okay. So you had the guy in France, now you got the guy in Monaco buying a yacht. He's yacht shopping. <laughs> Shit. It's like Xander and Big Joe Krause, man. These guys are out yacht hunting. <laughs> Big Seals is a little rowboat. Little rowboat hunting. <laughs> um, Big Brad goes, Seals wants some of that WIP content. The crying game? I think it's embarrassing. That's content? A guy crying on your airwaves? And complaining about the same people. He's complaining about the same people that talk shit to him and then calling them to get what? I'm not following this. I talk shit on the media, then I call into the media, and I cry in the air. <laughs> oh, my God. That D-Gun story, what happened? I forget. I, 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 don't, I don't understand this. Which is it? He's mad at him? Or he leans on him. Or he doesn't know. Or he's a weirdo. This guy's a fruit loop. <sighs> Let me take I gotta take a time out and towel off here because of my tears and well reset. I don't even remember what the hell I to open the show with now. Because it's like, I should be playing the song Tears for Fears. <laughs> this is... Well, Xander's going to have a big night. <laughs> Holy cow. Answer your text messages! <laughs> Let me take a time out. Power Hour coming up. Keep it here, National Football Show. bubbly go for the story and the stories 
go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. I, I just listened to the some of the therapy session. <laughs> oh man, good night almighty. You're paying $20 million to that. Wow. Thank God he's productive because he's weak. That's a mentally fragile dude. He is not a leader. You name that guy a captain, there's part of your problem right there. That guy is on the leadership council of the Philadelphia Eagles. I just listened to some of that stuff. It's embarrassing. He's embarrassing as a human. That's embarrassing. He's embarrassing. And he's embarrassing as a leader of the Eagles. That was Cringeworthy. That was cringeworthy. I I listened to a pretty good part of it. He is so weak. And if that's part of your leadership, there's some of your problem. You got the wrong leaders in the building. That guy's not a leader. That was cringeworthy programming. It was cringy. Absolute, it's it's disturbing. You know, I'm going to back up here a bit because I don't know. It, yeah. This guy here, man, he is fragile. 
That is a frat. I, I, you know what? I thought I was really making it up. Until I started hearing him talk, I thought he was going to have an emotional breakdown on the air with two guys he doesn't know. And don't give a shit about him. My relationship with Jalen, you know, I'm not going to get into it, but why? I thought you and him were boys. That's an easy question. What do you mean you can't get into your relationship with him? You hang that out there. Why not just say, I got a great relationship with him. I really enjoy it. Shit, you talked to Mike Evans about Brady or Baker Mayfield. They love their guy. Hey, man, I'll tell you what. Mike Evans goes like this. Hey, I had a really great relationship with Baker Mayfield. I was pretty surprised how accurate and how good he is, and he's a leader. I enjoyed it. It's an easy answer. Well, I can't answer that in my relationship with Jalen. Why? I thought you and him were boys. That answer alone makes you know he's nuts. What do you mean you can't answer a simple question? What's your relationship with your friend? Well, I can't answer that. Well, then why are you calling in? Why are you calling in? If you can't answer, I think it was, was it, was it Hugh that asked that? If you can't answer, or was it Ike? Who, who asked that question? It was simple. Hey, you know, you know, you and him have a, and he, and they laid it out and presented it. You know, your friends. I, I can't answer that because, you know, I won't get into my relationship with Hertz. Why? Why not? Denny, they're no longer boys. There's a problem. You can't work with one of the best. He, you can't work with one of your best friends because when things go sour, that only fractures the relationship. I don't know that. Okay. Damn. Look at. Look at Big Tracks. Hills is in shambles. No, that'd be your team. Your puppet coach, your librarian, general manager, your baby receiver. All of this surrounding hurts. Oh, no, he has a shot to win. <laughs> Holy cow, are you on the Titanic? I, I, as I told you, at least you give the passengers on the Titanic a pass. That got on a luxury boat, didn't know what was up. You're on the Eagle Titanic, and you know it's hitting the iceberg and hitting the bottom of the ocean floor, and you're not getting off. There's a difference. I know the ship. See, I, when the movie came out, I knew the boat hit the iceberg. So I kind of knew what was up. So the ending of the movie wasn't kind of what I, you know, I was like hoping, well, I hope they do something on the end of the movie. Okay. Right. Damn. 
Oh, I can't wait for the Liars Club at the uh, Combines. Oh, man. Hey, so, Howie, what do you make of all the drama going on? There's no drama. Zach Cunningham's my starter and Nicobe Dean's my starter and linebacker. Oh, <laughs> wow. I see things haven't changed much. Sills better hope that the Eagles don't get back on track. Once again, you're an idiot. You think I want to cover a four-win team? No, thank you. Xander and I don't really like complete losers. I don't mind the drama. I won't lie to you. But nobody wants to cover the Arizona Cardinals or pay attention to it. So once again, you think I care that much about winning and losing. I care about winning. I will because it benefits my show. Once again, you think I'm emotionally vested in shit. I'm not. You are. That's why you get your panties in a bind when I say something. Do you notice? I don't have an emotional tie to anything here. You do. That's why all of you people or some of you in here take shots at me because you get butt hurt. Sports. I wouldn't get that bent. But it's my team. Brian says, I don't wear panties. No, I could think of somebody who does, but I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names. Okay? <laughs> look at look at Barb. I love the show. Nothing personal. Seals <laughs> uh, uh, is... is the one talking about A.J. Brown all day. Yeah, well, when you bitch and cry and moan and bellyache, yeah. Dude, wait a minute. Senor, I could talk about what? The D-Gun report that your quarterback is not a leader and cried and didn't know how to handle his $50 million. Or I could talk about your coach who needs a babysitter on the sidelines and has to have Suge Knight keep him in keep him in. Um, and toe there on the sidelines. And when he's not on the sidelines, he acts like an asshole. I, I could go anywhere. Name it. Which Where should I go, Xander? Talk about the head coach who acts like an asshole on the sidelines and immature. Let me tell you something about your head coach here. Nick Sirianni, you want to do something right? Grow up. Grow up. Grow up. How about mature? Grow up. You want to do us all a favor? Act like a mature adult. Sirianni is elite. Three playoff appearances. Then why was his job in question? Nine or all day. Can you answer that? If Sirianni's an elite coach, why was his job in question? Why was 667 and three 
playoff appearances, and he his job security was in question. Why? If he's elite. Ah, got you, Niner, all day. Thank you, Hollywood. You got to remember something. CZ, hang, hang, hang on, hang on. You know, I think sometimes it's an Italian thing. Or maybe it's a sensitive thing. Maybe I'm acting like AJ here. Hey, were you picking on me? And so, all right, okay, touche. I just killed AJ, and I'm being sensitive too. I had an AJ Brown moment. Holy cow, he's now, he's, he, 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 it's now a thing. Holy cow, it's now a thing. Hey, I just AJ'd. I just AJ'd myself. You're right. Sue, I'm sorry. I just AJ'd myself. <laughs> <laughs> Got me. <laughs> if AJ was on your show, you would backtrack? No. I would not. He'd have a platform to speak his mind. Dude, are you under some impression I give a shit whether that guy likes me or not and that I would change my tune? Seth Joyner's my friend, and I respect him. I don't respect babies who call on the radio and cry about their $25 million and all their targets they get. I don't respect that. I don't respect that. I do not respect that. You're not a lead. He's not a leader. He's a guy that cares about his numbers, and that's it. <laughs> Nick is elite, just like Kyle Shanahan. He beat the shit out of you, that's for sure. Shit, then again, so did Jonathan Gannon. <laughs> hey, Jonathan Gannon must be elite. That was some game plan. Or better yet, who is the guy that game plan Drew Locke? Drew Locke's elite beat the Eagles. <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> this is too, this is too much fun. I just don't know what to say. Boy, I'm having fun again, like I used to back in the in the day when you could do things and have fun, and you can actually say some things. By the way. This ain't personal here. Crying on the air to a radio host, and you're one of the captains of the Philadelphia Eagles, is unbecoming. Do you not agree? Do you think that's unbecoming of a captain of your Eagle team? So your head coach needs a babysitter. Your captain of your team, one of your captains, is is undeserving of that title. And you think that's cool. Big 
sills. Man, look at all these moaners in here. Just like, wow, look at the crying. You're a bad guy. This is really crazy great. No wonder he went on. I asked the question today. How long before A.J. Brown asked for a trade? I'm going to re-ask the question now. You think after the little episode? <laughs> is that what we're calling it now, Xander? In a mo... It, what was like Rod Burgundy? An emotional episode. <laughs> How long before... Um, How long before AJ Gaga asked for a trade? Does he do it before September? Or does he end up like, you know? Okay. Oh, Barb, you got to hear it. <laughs> Just the, the, the open of it. I thought he had a handkerchief in his hand. Oh. <sighs> Look at look at big trag here. How long before Sills gets the boot from Jacob? They just gave me another hour. How are they firing me when they gave me four hours? <laughs> Usually when you're being fired, they take hours away, kid. You know, like when your paycheck that I'm sure you go to work with and you see less money on it, that's when they're blowing you out. When they add money and add years, they're not getting rid of you. Just to help you out there, kid. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, if I'm AJ, let me make a prediction. Thank you, Santiago. I say AJ Brown. How about this? Let's ask this. Let's put it this way. You think AJ Brown's unraveling? You think he's unraveling? No. <laughs> so let me ask you something, Professor. When you have a problem in your life, what do you do? Call the fanatic? <laughs> hey, John. Another unlistenable show. Hey, John. How you doing? <laughs> I got a problem. Yeah. Last night, I was fed meatloaf. I don't want meatloaf. I want hot dogs. Yeah. I still got meatloaf. Shit, I got the meatloaf. I hate meatloaf. Man, my wife makes good meatloaf. Yeah, but not my wife. She makes horrible meatloaf. I hate meatloaf. <laughs> Tom goes, what is even is this show? 
Well, one thing for you, Tom, it's not an English class. Keep doing your thing, Dan. We need it more like you covering sports every day. I think that's where we're going there. Jeff, thank you, man. It's really cool of you. Thank you. AJ called. No, no. I No. Yeah, no. AJ called the media on BS and then called into a media station to cry on the air. That's my problem. Which is it, kid? Kobe goes, how does anyone listen to this guy? I know. It's been a horrible listen for 35 years, Kobe. I don't know. I ask myself the same shit. How does anybody listen to this guy for 35 years? It's been remarkable, actually. Get teams calling people on him. Media people trying to talk shit on him. Got Paul Dumowitz after me. I don't know. It boggles the mind. It absolutely boggles the mind. <laughs> I'm with you. Kobe goes, you've been fired a million times. I was in Tampa for 15 years, dude. It's not true. What, you read that? Hey, Kobe, one thing, I'm, and I'll move on. Kobe, show me one place where... Odyssey fired me. They never did. I was moving to Boston because I was doing shows in Boston and they were moving me out of San Diego. I never left the company. I left the company. It's not true. Your media honks wrote that bullshit on the internet because <laughs> it's true. <laughs> You guys will believe anything. That's why you believe the Eagles. You believe those fantasy stories they put up there where the head coach is lying all year. Yeah, you know, we were trying to get a pass interference in Seattle. No, you weren't. You made that up. No, you made that up. Ugh. Let's do this again. Let's go back over this. Let me get back into some football here. This has been too fun. Wow. Your captain of your team, or one of the captains of your team, was belly aching to the people he criticized. And you're talking to me about his actions today and criticizing me for him being a two faced. So let me ask you this, senor. Is he flip-flopping too? First, he criticizes the media in a tweet. Then he calls into the IP to talk about how bad people are treating him to the people he's criticizing. It's really a lesson on someone that needs a couch with a guy with a pencil and a piece of paper in his hand to take all this stuff down because I'm way confused. I'm confused. Either you hate someone or you don't. I'm not sitting here going, well, I kind of like him and I kind of like him and I kind of like this guy in the media and I kind of like that. Cue ball. You need people like me so 
you can point. Hey, no, let me do it. Hey, stay, man. You need people like me so you can point the finger and say, they're the bad guy. So that's what make you good. You're not good. You just know how to hide, how to lie. Me, I don't have that problem. I'm the bad guy. <laughs> I'm the bad guy. Q, that's awesome. Big Sill's the bad guy. You guys are mother punters. Don't you talking about me? No, <sighs> well, look at this. I think he cleared the air up. He confronted IP. IP backed down because the Eagles made him back down. Yeah, that must have been a really Marconian moment on IP when the flagship station of the Philadelphia Eagles had a player call in and they weren't going to ask him any difficult questions and the player beat him down. Really? Wow. Hey, Xander. Really? Hmm. <laughs> I wonder why. I'm sure that was riveting radio. Riveting. You imagine if they would have confronted him and did their job, like Angelo said. There's a prime example of what Angelo said. Those guys not doing their job. They never would have done their job. They didn't do their job. That was more like, here, here's a perfect example. Guy in the morning show, not Richie, the other guy. Hey, Nick, how's all this? How is all this affecting your emotions? Are you okay? I had Angelo on and I go, I've never in my entire life ever asked anybody how tough it is losing is right now. Cause I don't give a shit. Your job as a head coach, you make $6 million a year as a coach to win games. No one cares. I did. I read. Yes. Yes. Q you're so kind to me. Q silly old Scarface, the bad guy. Of the National Bad Bada Bang Show. Hey, I like that. The Bada Bang Show. Bada Bang. Big Sills, the Bada Bang. <laughs> well, you think those guys did their job today by not asking AJ Brown why he's even calling in? You'd have people calling on them. They wouldn't be on the air Monday. Angelo said it yesterday. These guys don't do their job there. <laughs> you know, I'm being tamed today, actually. Yeah, I'm being tame. <laughs> Shut up, Xander. Shut up, Xander. <laughs> He's like, agreed. Oh, my God. 
He just called me AJ Brown. Oh my God, we're doing it again. He just called me AJ Brown. You're being AJ. Br- That's the new one. You're being AJ Brown, Sills. Soft. Good night. I can't look at you folks. That guy is a worm. He's the captain of the Philadelphia Eagles. I think Jalen has a problem with his leadership. You want to be candid? Let's go here. The small bit I heard, I think Jalen Hurts has a problem with that guy's leadership qualities. I do. And now I know how fragile he is when he goes over to the sidelines and Jalen's got to be and handle that guy with kid gloves. There's a problem between those two. You know why? Because that guy's inability to be a leader and he's fragile. Jalen has to be a psychiatrist for his wideout because he's too mentally weak. That's what you're telling me? This kid hurts. I may have to take everything I said about about him. I don't know how he got through a clown show with that coach. Man, I'd like to say another word about that A.J. Brown kid, but I'll just use the word soft. Wussy. A.J. Brown. You have to deal with that? The coach? The librarian? And the inexperience of coaching, I've got to tell you, Hurts, I'm I'm shocked he's a pro bowler. I'm shocked. Brian, wow. I never thought about that. Hey, Sills, if AJ is a giant problem, then maybe Hurts is way better than we think. You, 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 hey, you can't dismiss that now. It's a great take. Jeff goes, Sills, I don't think Jalen respects Nick, and rightfully so. Who could? By the way, Do I think they like Nick? I do. I think the players really like the guy. But do they respect him? Dude, there's a difference. You can like somebody a lot in your locker room. But when it comes to a coach, you you know, liking has nothing to do with it. Okay? It has nothing to do with it. You'd rather be feared than loved. I mean, it's the facts as a coach. Nobody will love you. (laughs) Crazy. Questioning his leadership? So... I'll ask Fletcher Cox this one then. Why aren't you 
questioning AJ Brown's leadership when he is doing all these things like this. I'm not questioning Jalen's leadership. I'm questioning AJ Brown's leadership. Trade hurts. No way. Hurts may be the only thing that's the stabling point. How many times has he smacked Sirianni's hand down or tried to get him not to act like a jackass on the sidelines? How many times has he done that? Boy, it's it's like a kindergarten. Seriously, it's it's like kindergarten recess. Oh, Brian, that'll be the next one. Sulio was the guy that ran out. A.J. <laughs> Brown. Not that the Divas making $25 million. And he cried so much because I said some shit to him. Is it maybe your puppet head coach? Could that be? Is it maybe the offense, the way it was run? That's a good question, Professor. I have no idea why they're playing in Brazil. Okay? Got to remember something. They don't give a shit about where they're playing. You understand that. Professor, always know this. They don't give a shit where they play. Okay? They give a shit about time zones. Why is that? So they can start the um, meter on advertising sales. That's why it's important for them to be able to do that. Okay? Like when you play in Europe, you start the clock earlier with those early games. And you can start the advertising dollar earlier. So... Pacific time, you start at 6 a.m. in the morning and you run all the way Eastern till midnight or 11.30 with the Sunday night game. Think about the avenue, the, the uh, revenue that you make advertising-wise. They don't give a shit about playing in Europe. They care about the time zone because that's where the money's made. The money's made in the time zone difference so they can start the advertising clock. The um, CBS made $60 million just in that 15-minute overtime. Extra on top of the Super Bowl. 60 to $75 million more they made. Playing in Brazil, playing in Germany, playing in London. It doesn't really matter. It's about time zones. Imagine Tom Likas and Dan doing a show together in Philadelphia. <laughs> not worried what happens with AJ we have that's that's a great point that's a great point also professor the most useless thing in the National Football League is what okay what do they call them is the extra point it's a commercial break 
Brian says, Paul Damo calls him a piece of shit in Philly. We call him. A, oh, I see. See, I, I, I don't call Paul that kind of stuff because I don't know him. I never met him, never spoke to him. All I know is he does a shitty presentation on Eric Allen every year. You should be more concerned with that in his shit presentation and why Eric Allen's not in the Hall of Fame before you worry about whether he calls me a piece of shit. You might want to concern yourself with that. One of your players that you love is not in Pro Football's Hall of Fame because he can't get him in because of his pathetic performances on a daily basis when it comes to presenting him every year. Why don't you ask him about that? Jason Cole said that he voted for him. What happened, Paul? So I won't worry about me. You should worry about Paul getting Eric Allen in. Might help you. You see, Brian, there's other things to worry about than big sales, like AJ does. Get Eric Allen in. Then you can call me a piece of shit all you want. Even though I don't know you. How come you can't get Eric Allen in? You guys are funny. You bitch and moan at the messenger. Your captain of your team cried today. The head coach was called immature and needs a babysitter by D Gunn. Your quarterback couldn't handle the money. Your librarian, general manager, can't draft on defense. And you're mad at me. For what? Pointing it out? That's a you thing. Your head coach needs to grow up, and you're mad at me for that? I, I won't lie to you, man. My wife is a babysitter for me, too, you know. But I don't sit and cry to radio shows. Whoa. Man, whoa. <laughs> um, man, whoa. <laughs> Thoughts on the Bengals putting MetLife turf in their stadium now. Wow. Not good. Not good. Not good. Absolutely. Not good. Not good, man. All right, let's go over here. I want to go back to this because I didn't get a chance to finish this, and I did a lot of work on this because I got from Jim Nagy some of the top prospects. And I'm gonna I'm not gonna go on the picks because we kind of did that. I'm gonna go back over some of the names that the Eagles were talking to and players they were talking to in Mobile. Now, a couple of my friends were telling me that the Eagles had major conversations with 10 of these guys. And these are the 10 guys. And I'll go from, I'll go from 10 up because we kind of, about an hour and a half ago, before Mark Farzetta came on, we kind of started at the top. So we'll go the other way here. Um, They talked to Peyton Wilson. 
the linebacker from NC State. I think this kid's a great-looking ball player. I think he's going to bring an awful lot to a team. And I like the fact that the Eagles had a conversation. Brian thinks we're taking an OT at 22. I would not be stunned. There's going to be a lot of good offensive linemen down there at 22. And I would not be shocked. I Get this. I wouldn't have a problem with Philly even moving out of 22. Okay? I would have no problem with that. Them moving out of 22. Here's another guy that had an awesome week. Trayvon Wallace from Kentucky, linebacker. Uh, Jim said that he was spectacular in, in practices. He was completely dominating. And a guy that keep an eye on, the Eagles may get him in either three and four, somewhere around in there. Okay? Offensive lineman, Christian Hayes. He was the top O lineman. You know, he's 6'2. Okay, does that fit the mold? Does that fit the mold of how the Eagles like their guys at 6'4 and up? You know, Jurgens is a center. They kind of put him in the line of 6'2, which he's a center traditionally, which is a Kelsey size type of guy. Okay. Um, you know, you know, hey, El. Elbert, why Trotter? Because his last name is Jeremiah Trotter. His last name is Trotter. That's not a way to look at a guy. I thought he was good his junior year. I didn't think he was. I know his sophomore year, I thought he was really good. His junior year, I didn't think he was good. Last year, back half of the season, I thought Trotter Jr. was good. He's not a first rounder. He's a two or three. And he's undersized. I don't know. Do you want to take another shot at an undersized guy? This kid Haynes was the he was the player of the week at the senior bowl. And he's only 6'2 from Yukon. Great looking football player, but is that somebody that they would look at for right guard? They got Steen there. Now they need depth at the O-line position. I like Kitchens, too. You're talking about the UM kid, right? I like him, too. I love that kid, Cooper, from A&M. Evan Williams, DB from Oregon. Chris Gonzalez played with him a year or two years ago. That's somebody to look at. Had another great week. Luke McCaffrey. This is Christian McCaffrey's brother. Had a spectacular week. He's from Rice. Wide receiver? I think they got to draft somebody at wide receiver three. Um, they, and they need to get some type of production out of that position. Because last year, you only had 36 catches. How good is Leonard Taylor? Kyle, you know, it's a great question. He was the highest recruited guy um, in the history of the program. Leonard Taylor. How many people in here have ever heard of Leonard Taylor from the University of Miami? Right? I watch him play. I think he's good. I think they rotate too much. I don't know. He reminds me of Mozzie Smith. I think the kid Leonard Taylor reminds me of Mozzie Smith. And I don't mean to talk shit on the kid. 
But I don't know. But you know what? The only reason I'm saying I don't know is because he's a UM kid. If he was anywhere else, I'd say I would never touch him. Okay? I got half my team at work tuning into your show, Sills. But anyway, can you please convince the Eagles to get Snead or Sertan since the front office can't get enough of your show? (laughs) Des, thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you very much. Very kind. Um, That would take some pivot from them, Des. Dude, Sertan, um, we still don't know what Chicago's going to do with Jalen Johnson, too. You know what I'm saying? We still don't know. All right? We still don't. So we got to wait and see. <clears throat> Colson, Michigan? I don't know. Still's real question here. And and bash Jalen Hurts because he has a down year, but I'm not bashing him. If you think bashing a guy because he didn't play well is bashing, I don't know what to tell you. But once again, Jarrell, you're 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 referring to two years ago now. 22 is in the rearview mirror. You are who you are today. New OC, we'll see. I think Kellen Moore is a bad hire. But I have to wait till September to see how it works. He's never coached. What are you going to get, a better version of Dak Prescott? With Jalen Hurts, are you trying to turn him into Dak? Is that what you're doing? Trying to turn him into Dak? Cedric Gray, LB, UNC. Like the kid. Think he's a good ball player. Had a great week. These are all people the Eagles talk to. Travis Brownlee, Louisville, like you guys said earlier. A lot of good players come out of that program. A lot of these kids that go to Louisville are from South Florida. Defensive back. Tyke Smith had a strong week also. Georgia kid. By the way, I saw some of you earlier say, Sills, I don't know, man. Do you want to continually hang by drafting Georgia guys? Why? They're the highest recruited prospects in the country. They've been winning the recruiting wars over the last three years over Bama, believe it or not. Why wouldn't you? Kid goes to Georgia. Do you know what? Get this. Why in the world would you not take a look at a program that has been 37-1? and What are you what are you gonna do? Draft a kid out of Toledo? Or are you gonna look at a program that's been 37 and 1 over the last three years? And lost to Alabama by three points in the SEC title game. Instead, you put FSU in the title game or in the semis over a team that lost to Alabama by three and is 37 and 1 and hung 60 on a football team. I don't know. Didn't they hang 60 on FSU? They hung 60 on FSU. Is that right? In the Orange Bowl? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm going to look at some of these Georgia guys, if you don't mind. They hung 60 on them, and they're 37-1. and 
two SEC titles and two national titles. I'm not going to draft anybody from Georgia because we've been drafted too many. That's not a reason to pull out of that. No way. FSU got destroyed. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I'm pulling out of that. The Cooper DeJean kid from Iowa. Um, I don't know. Iowa? DB? Outside of the Ohio State guys and some of the Penn State guys, I would say the Michigan guys, they're really a talented group of wideouts in the Big Ten outside of those schools that I named. I don't know. All right. Got to take a timeout. CB and um, NFL. Yeah. Is he? I didn't know that. <laughs> Jason Seahorn. That's between Xander and myself. Jason Seahorn, I think. I don't know. Hit the like button. Keep it here at National Football Show. bubbly go for the story and the stories go for the win go to ocean casino resort book your trip at theoceanac.com Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Go for the win. 
go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. I just found out that the um, Eagle owners in Crete looking at 70-foot yachts. <laughs> you know, one that a helicopter could land on in case he has to scoot over to Philly to handle uh, some of the train wreck that's going on with his football team. You know, he needs a helicopter pad on his yacht. See, he doesn't have a yacht. He has a yacht. <laughs> it, it, it's a yacht. <laughs> oh, my God. Holy cow. I thought this was going to be an easy week. Like, you know, there wasn't going to be a lot to talk about. But let's recap. Yeah, that's right, Des. Billionaire things. Right? A billionaire things. Next week, it'll be raising ticket prices on y'all. Denny, I think it was, man. So let me get this right. This week, we had my boy Car- my boy Carton's coming on next week. This ought to be very entertaining. Very entertaining. Carton's on. You know what Xander said? Get these guys on. All right. So I sat, and everybody came on this week. So anyway, so we're going to get Carton on. I'm trying to work on Chris Sims. That started the week when they were showing some disrespect to the kid. Um, then the whole D gun thing, Catlin can't handle his money. And homie needs big Dom on the sidelines to keep him in check. <laughs> then AJ in his whining ways. Wee, 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 woo, woo. Wee, wee, woo, woo. Try me a river. <laughs> hey, a <laughs> uh, hey, forest. Craig Carton and I have been friends a long time. Actually, we kind of bitched at one another for a while. Okay. Uh, he, uh, I can't wait. He can't wait to see you Philly guys, too. He cannot wait. All right. Please hit the like button. I hope each and every single one of you has a spectacular weekend. I want to thank Big Joe and Xander for everything. Thank you guys so much. What an entertaining week, to say the least. And I can't thank you guys enough for picking us each and every single day. And as much as you guys bitch, you're here every day for four hours. And I cannot thank you enough. Till Monday, 2 to 6 Eastern, we shall see you on the flip side. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.